passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello? Hey, Bubba. Is this Stuttering John? This is the Stuttering John Melendez. Three minutes late, Stuttering John. You're not even a real radio guy for three minutes. Yeah, you're a TV guy. That's why you did it. <laughs> I play a little drums. Because you TV, you TV guys, look, you know, you're not even a radio guy anymore. You're a TV guy now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, because usually you start like five minutes after the hour, you know? Yeah, oh, you mean TV? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Tonight Show was 1135, so you always give that five minutes. Oh, that's right. You're so you're like you know like a, you never really have. Were you were they were they strict on? Well, they got to be as strict on network TV time wise than you even on radio, right? Oh hell yeah! Like we had to get our last jokes in by because um, we taped at four. We had to get get them all in by three fifty five. All our video jokes, cold opens, whatever. If we didn't get it in, not on the show that night. Uh, stuttering John on the phone and stuttering John. It's the first time I've ever really. I've never talked to you or I've never met you. Our worlds kind of kind of have crossed a little bit in the fact that I was in the Howard world for a little bit, but well after you had already gone. Well, Bubba, I'm I'm shocked that you don't remember no, conducting I, We have talked before. You interviewed me after I went on Adam Carolla and and bashed Howard and Howard went ballistic on me and then you were nice enough to have me on your show to uh, quell to calm the air. Do you are remember you, that? No, I don't. Are, are you yeah. for real? Yes, I was in my bunker at the Tonight Show. I did it from the couch, uh, you know, next to my bathroom that I had my full shower at the Tonight Show. The accommodations on TV, Bubba, are way better than the accommodations on radio. But I will tell you that you and I talked for an hour. You were very polite, very nice, and very kind. Now, and, what, now was I on Sirius? Was I, was I on Howard's channel then? Yeah, I think Howard gave you permission or whatever to um interview me and uh and you and i spoke for an hour i oh i feel so depressed well you know i've uh, i i've done a lot of i've done a lot of pills since then so you know <laughs> are you john are you being for real did i really i really interviewed you seriously i swear on my life you and i talked for an hour on your show uh in i want to say let's see right around the time my movie came out so about 2006, maybe 2005. Yeah, probably 2000. Now, was it part of the Howard 100 News deal? Because before we started in 06, um, I, I, Lisa, whatever the girls, Lisa G, or one yeah. of Liz or somebody like that was in charge of the Howard 100 News, and they had me come up, and I had to go do, like, I had to go to High Pitch Eric's apartment and and do and do a, oh, and do a thing there and and then somebody oh. said so I think Howard might have said hey man Bubba's a host like why we got him going to high pitch Eric's cat piss apartment like you guys don't need to do have him do it. so Howard actually stuck up for me in that case well in that case but when I when I tell you some stuff about Howard and you I, I think you're not going to be uh 
But you're not going to be so positive about Howard Stern. Well, hold on. About me? <laughs> yeah. Well, now, hold on. But if it's before I worked for him, well, then I know, of course, he hated my guts because we were, you know, when you worked for him and I was in like on in Connecticut going against him. Oh, we probably said some horrible stuff about each other. I wish it was. I wish it was then. I don't know. Do you, do you want me to tell you or no? Yeah. Well, of course. All right. Okay. By the way, stuttering John on the phone and you've kind of thrown me a little bit of a curveball, uh, John. Well, that's what your good radio people do. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. Now, now you, you claim that what happened. Okay. You ready? This is from one of my moles, Frank. Don't show my computer screen. Who happened to be working at the Stern Show when, uh, when you were there. So here we go. Right. This is verbatim. Also, I was there during the Bubba years. After Bubba was kicked off Sirius, every single time he would call in and ask when will he get back on the air, Howard would always string him along saying – saying things like, we have to talk to Don. What Bubba doesn't know is that every single fucking time in between commercial breaks and in meetings, whenever his name will come up, Howard and Gary will comment on how stupid and pathetic he was that he couldn't get into his skull, that he would never be back on the air. I was fucking there to hear it for years, every day, and it still goes on. I know that for a fact. That's great. I mean, I suspected that, but, well, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, you know, I'm going to keep trying, but I suspected that, but I'm still not going to get mad at Howard. I think my problems are with Greenstein, not necessarily Howard. I don't know. Maybe I'm just as dumb as fucking as stupid as they say I am. No, Bubba, first of all, I, I, I wasn't trying to read that to you to piss you off, although I know it, it might, but it's just because my moles are very, very good, and they work there. For years, and they and they're the ones who gave me the picture. I don't know if you've seen the picture in my best-selling book of uh, Howard at the Getting Things Done seminar. No, I've not seen it. Uh, did you have the chance to watch the video? No, I did not. Oh, Bubba, it is really embarrassing. Howard takes credit for the careers of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh no, no, I no, hold on, I saw that video. Yeah, I, that, that where he was like having a um uh, like a staff meeting and he's kind of giving a rah rah speech about we need to get our shit together a little bit more and and things like that. Yeah, but then he's he's saying how Billy Corgan and Adam Levine were off the map if it wasn't for him. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm certainly not trying to to stick up for Howard in any case, but I think that that I think Howard did put a lot of people on on the map and 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 listen, you have to have that kind of swagger and it's and you know what more importantly, John, like I just had a personnel problem today on my show and I'm not going to really get into it too much, but it's okay. touch it's touch and go as to whether this works out or not, but and and I probably infuse myself into personnel matters more than Howard does because I know Howard's kind of insulated with with a bunch of people and he's far more important to me. But dealing with people and being the boss sometimes really sucks. And 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 it it seems like everybody's always out to sabotage him because he's such a huge star. Now I know that and, and when you're that big of a star, then anything you do is magnified a, a millionfold. Don't you kind of agree? Uh, no. And I'll tell you why, Bubba, because I worked with Jay Leno for 10 years. And even, let, let's see, less than a month ago, I was, I was at Jay Leno's garage hanging out with Jay in his kitchen talking, you know, talking about a lot of things. And Jay Leno is, in my mind, a bigger star than Howard. And Jay Leno couldn't be more gracious and a better boss and very, very accessible to all the people on his staff, all 150 to 200 people on his staff. So for Howard to walk down a hallway and not allow his, his staff members to approach him, 
is 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 beyond is is beyond human. And well, I, but, but listen, and I I somewhat agree. But I mean, Jay and Howard are are completely different people, and Howard does things one way. And Jay does. Jay's, you know, a very gracious person. Although Howard's got a ton of. Does, does Howard is Howard still mad at Jay? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but see, like Bob, look, you know, and and look, I think you're a good dude. I read your whole bio, and you know, I didn't know that you were a high school football coach. So this, yeah, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. I I know how you got your nickname because you're a. Uh, you know, because all the chicks dig you, which I love. Well, that was. <laughs> but, but I like. I think you're a good dude, and I, and and I don't. I just maybe I'm wrong because you've been a big star on radio for a long time. But I think that, you know, and just correct me if I'm wrong. And maybe there's people that who have worked for you that'll tell me that I'm wrong. But I don't think that you would be that horrible to your staff that Howard has been to his staff. Well, I I think Howard is. Um, different. I think Howard is, you know, got all kinds of hangups and what have you, and that's kind of what makes Howard Howard. And and that's and 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 I think that Howard probably doesn't act the same way Jay Leno does. And by the way, I'm not. When you say big time radio star, maybe within radio I've done okay, but I'm not near on the level of Howard or Jay. I mean, I'm I'm like you know I'm stuttering John intern compared to where you are now. Like you know, like well, that's why I love your story because you just like me you know, started out as an intern and then you got your own show and, and, and that's a, you know, that's inspiring. And I think that's great. And I'm sorry for, you know, I know you have questions for me, so I'm sorry. If, no, if but listen, I, I, you know, you, um, last, uh, Wednesday I had Opie on and it, Opie from Opie and Anthony. And, you know, yeah, we've been, it. we've been long time, you know, we hated each other and, yeah. you know, just, and not necessarily even knowing why we're supposed to hate each other. We just hated each other because we lived in different worlds and I was very pro Howard and then we stuck up for Howard and he wasn't. And then, but we actually talked for a, quite a while and he kind of interviewed me the same time I was interviewing him and it was kind of a neat dynamic. So no, this isn't all about me asking you questions. You need to fire as many questions your way, my way as well. Okay, good. Well, Bill, let me ask you, are you a friend of the court? <laughs> uh, am I a friend of the court? <laughs> yeah, Howard has, he says it's like in his, in his little circle, they're friends of the court, he calls it. I don't know. I don't really know where I stand with Howard, John. I really don't. I haven't had um, much conversation with him over the last, and we email occasionally here and there, but um, I think Howard has somewhat, and I'm just being totally honest, and I hope this doesn't come back and bite me in, in the ass. I think I used to be a friend of the court, but I've my shine, my star doesn't shine nearly as bright as it used to, and I don't know why. I don't know what I did wrong necessarily. You're too humble. You're too humble, Bubba. Come on. No, you're, no, you're I, big... I, I don't know what I did wrong to piss off Howard. I, something has gone awry within the last two or three months, and I, I can't figure it out. I think we, you know, he came to my wedding, and he was super cool to me, and I would always stick up for him. Um, did but, you approach him in the hallway? No, I, I don't. I, I'm in Tampa. I know. You know, I hardly went up there. You know that. I, Wait, he came to your wedding in Tampa? Yes. Holy shit. He didn't, he didn't even come to my wedding in Amagansett. <laughs> he he took a private plane and put Artie and Gary and all wow. and Shuddering John and they flew to my wedding uh in 2007. <laughs> that that's kind of cool, isn't it? And that's friend of the court, wouldn't it be? <laughs> Bubba, I didn't go there. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Well, yeah, I didn't even know you, John. Well, you know, I did interview you in 06, so that you claim. <laughs> so, no, I'm just no, I'm saying like you said that Stuttering John was on the plane. I no, oh, I meant I, I meant Sal and Richard. I'm sorry. Oh, how dare you! <laughs>
<laughs> so anyway, Stuttering John on the phone. Everybody who knows the history of Stuttering John. John was originally an intern with Howard, I think, like, what, circa 94 or something like that? Yeah, I started with Howard, believe it or not, in 1988. 88, and, yes. Yeah, and I left in 2004. And let me just say one more thing, Bob. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, you know, you know, I dig Opie, I dig Anthony, and uh, I don't know if you know, but Opie just lost his co-host. Yes, Carl. you know, I, I did see that, and I reached out to Opie uh, privately, and I said, Opie, there's nothing I, I can say that will, you know, make this pain go away. Just know that I'm thinking about you during this tough day. Because, I mean, what do you say? I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, he got back to me after I, I, I DM'd him, and then he DM'd me again and said thanks. And I just, you know, and I wrote him this morning. And, and, and you know what, Stuttering John? You know, I had to, we had, we talked like a couple little radio nerd bitches for an hour and 20 minutes. And here we were so adversarial, and I wanted to kick his ass and all this kind of stuff. And he was, <laughs> we got along so well. And, of course, I tried, I had Anthony on about a year ago when he was promoting this book and I've been trying to you know John with what I've been going through in the past however all the bullshit that I've gone through I've kind of changed from this guy that you know hated and wanted to start fights and this standard radio war kind of shit to yeah, like yeah. trying to put people together and let everybody get along and and let and and I don't know. I tried to I tried to talk to Opie about Anthony and I tried to talk to Anthony about Opie and just that's just not happening. That that's no. not that ship has no. sailed. That ship is long sailed, and uh, I think uh, with Jim Norton as well. I think Jim and Opie are not on speaking terms anymore. But think about how many good race radio personalities are out there that have whatever beef with each other, or former co-hosts, or you know, involve the Howard world and you and Howard and and Opie and Anthony. And can you imagine if we all just dropped the bullshit and tried to get along? Can you imagine that? No, I know, and and you know that's something that. I have to applaud you. I know you're around the same age. I know you were born in 1966. But, you know, I, I think that's what happens when we get a little older. We start going, how ridiculous. And, you know, like I would get into Twitter wars with Artie Lang. I'd get into Twitter wars with Anthony Cumia. But then at the end of the day, it's like, why? I mean, it's just silly. When really I mean? all, if all of us outcasted motherfuckers would get our shit together and form some type of situation, we could have a great – I mean, there, we, there's a lot of really talented radio guys that, aren't, that don't like each other and have a beef with each other for whatever bullshit reason that really we don't – like, you know, nobody fucked your wife or – well, hold on. I probably shouldn't be talking about that, but I'm just saying like <laughs> – I mean, uh, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Combat boots. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, you know, we really like, you know, I didn't I didn't push your kid down on the curb and uh, nobody ever did anything really bad to a guy like that's bad shit. But, you know, and, yeah. and like nobody ever really did any shit like that. It's just all these big these little radio wars that we're supposed to have and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think like, you know, Opie and Anthony did brilliant radio. They, you know how much money they could go get if they went out and got their shit together and did it again together well bubba i think that you and i should team up and and do our own show that's what i think well I, you know you're number two artie's my first choice <laughs> uh, you know what that happened. that's what happened to me with fucking kumia i was supposed to be kumia's co-host and then artie took the fucking gig you know and uh, have you seen how good artie looks uh see i i did it initially bubba i did but did you see his last um uh, video he posted on Twitter? No. Uh, well, I, I've been watching him do things on Instagram, like doing famous movie quotes and stuff. Yeah, he's, I, it looks to me like he's uh, he might be falling again. That's what I'm thinking. Are I don't you, know. I, hold look, on. For real? Yeah, because when he first came back from rehab, 
He looked like really clean and good. Now I could see a little bit of change in his tone and in his look and his appearance. And I look, I'll always love Artie Lang. I've said that in the past. You know, we've had our beefs, but I, and I hope he stays on the straight and narrow. But you know what, Bob? And, you know, you could answer this. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Artie gets out of rehab, finally gets home, and then books like 100 fucking gigs and, you know, announces a podcast. I mean, why does he want to jump right in when this is the, this is the shit that got him back into the, the, the trouble in the first place? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that you needed to get, you know, you needed to get some money. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what he probably did. And well, that's true. I, and You're I right. don't, you know, John, I don't know that if life... And I and I love Artie as much as you do. Uh, he went to my wedding, by the way. <clears throat> and so, I would have if I was invited. Oh God, that would have been horrible if I would have invited you and Howard. Oh, oh I would have been coming. I would have been saying, "Hey, John, you can't come to the wedding. Howard's a bigger star." <laughs> hey, I have had you know I have had Jay Leno on a couple times, and Jay's always been really good. Jay's been really good. He's into cars like I am and stuff like that. No, look. Yeah, Bubba, I, I've said it in the past, so I don't want to bore, you know, but just to give you the example of what a mensch that Jay Leno is, okay? And that's a Yiddish term. I don't know if you know, but he, this is what a great guy he is. Uh, Jay was told that he, that NBC wanted him to leave in February so they could promote Jimmy Fallon during the Olympics because that's their, you know, they have all, like, all those viewers. Right. But Jay's contract was not up until the following October. So Jay said, okay. You know what? I'll I'll step down, but only if you pay the 150 staff members their full salaries up until October. That's the only caveat. And NBC agreed, and they gave us all. I got a big, nice six-figure payout. And why? Because Jay Leno stuck up for his staff. Now, now, when you got there in '04, and within six months, didn't they? Didn't they kind of? <laughs> Make, make, yeah. Is that how it went, though? That's how, yeah. And then that you came back on the second time, but it was like within the first, like you uprooted your whole family and shit and moved out yeah. there, and then six months into it, they're like, oh, you know, Jay's yeah. stepping down. Bob, it's, it's even worse. It was like two months in, and we were called into the conference room, and then Jay made the announcement, and, and I was like the first one to speak up. I said, Jay, I haven't even fucking unpacked yet. <laughs> and so now, now, so did you only get a year's salary severance after that no no he no he was given five years so we did the five years Oh, okay yeah and then they and then they put conan in conan failed we did the jay leno show and then and then they you know they asked conan to go to 1205 but conan's ego is as big as his head and he refused and then they and they gave jay back his job so and now if, we, conan, if conan just would have said you know what we'll let jay come back and then i'll do 1205 we'll see if i can hone my shit and then maybe get another shot at it, but he wouldn't do that? No, no. And that's where Team Coco and all these other kooks didn't, didn't get it. And, you know, here's the thing, Bubba, that a lot of people don't know. And I, it's, I feel very bad for Jay because it was never Jay that asked to leave. What happened was Conan uh, told NBC if they didn't get rid of Jay that he was going to go to another network. So then Jay, you know, because Jay's a, a company man, said, okay, then I'll, I'll leave. And, and that's what happened. And everyone had this perception that it was Jay taking Conan's job. No, it was Conan taking Jay's job. And, it, you know, it's just sad how, like, the media, you know, they just positioned it 
Oh, yeah, but I mean, the people in the media that really, really knew, knew, and that probably didn't end up working well for Conan, who pulled such a gangster, you know, such a pussy-ass gangster move on that and then failed. Like, he, if he would have gone there and knocked it out of the park, it would have been one thing. But when you fail on your ass after having demanded that, well, then you end up on TBS, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's on anymore. They've reduced the show to 30 minutes. They're giving him a slow exit. A slow exit. Yeah, you know. And now in, in Conan's heyday, when he first took over, what kind of, what kind of bread was was he making John back in the day? Well, of course, like you know me, and and see, I used to be like a frequent guest on Conan when Conan got the show, you know, after uh, after David Letterman, right? Uh, or whatever. Yeah, it was after Letterman, right? What? No, no, it was after Jay. It was after Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Smoke okay. some more weed, John. John. No, I well, I have six doobies right in front of me <laughs> thanks to Speedweed.com. You know, one of our sponsors. Speed. Hold on, Speedweed.com. I like that. Yeah, they deliver. Do you smoke weed, Bubba? Yeah, I do, but Florida's not a recreational deal. Oh, that's okay. Who cares? Everyone grows anyway. It's you know, speed you know. weed. I, and so that's like the Uber of weed? Yeah. Yeah, they just deliver it to you, and, uh, you know, and it's fucking good weed, although I wish they would give me sativa like I like. They always give me these hybrids. I don't like hybrids. I like fucking pure sativa. I like to be creative, write jokes, and fuck with Scott D. Pace on Twitter. Forget <laughs> All right, so Conan, Conan has you on to try to pull the nose up on his bullshit, and you—I mean, you being the fine, oh. the fine gentleman of keeping score of what people make on the bread deal. I'm thinking you know what he makes bread-wise. Yes. So what I would do is after, because in those days Conan was gracious, like he was happy to be there. He wasn't a snob yet, although he turned into a real dick. But what happened was, like, I would hang out with Conan in his dressing room after the show, and I'm like, hey, so how much you making on this show? Like three million a year? He goes, John, are you fucking kidding me? I'm making one million dollars a year. That's how much he was making. In That's the it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and I've never it. said that on this show. No, I don't think you've ever publicly said that, have you? No, there you go, Bubba. See, you're a good interviewer. Well, well <laughs> thank you, Stuttering John. You already threw me a curveball telling me Howard thinks I'm a dumb fucking piece of shit, but I know I'm going to be all right. <laughs> hey, hey, look, Bubba. Hey, what? just so you know, I, look, I would be, you know, it, it would be wrong for me not to tell you that. And, and, and my moles are always accurate. Like, they... I don't know if you remember J.D. Hamaya, but they like... I do. Me. I know J.D. real well. Okay, well, I don't know if you know this, but J.D. would would text interns, female interns of the Stern Show, when they would go to the bathroom and ask them to remove their panties and bring them back to them. Yeah, I, ex I, I would expect that from J.D. I mean, you know... Yeah, I, yeah, and I know all this is true, which is why, like, all my moles, some are still there as we speak, Derek Jones, and I'm just saying that, like, I still have these... So I would be... Remiss to not tell you how, like how, well, how they spoke. But I'm going to continue know. my, I'm going to continue my dullness and my dumbness, and by saying, you know what, that doesn't even really matter to me. I still, you know, really love Howard, and I'm really f loyal to him. He really resurrected when I had absolutely nothing, and I, and, and I, and I had no shot getting him back in radio. He's the one that gave me a shot, and he kind of set me up for the little bit of a global thumbprint that I have, although dwindling, it, he did set me up to whatever I have left, Howard set me up on. So, I mean, you know, I, well, I, I wasn't, I, mean, wasn't going to make this about, you know, necessarily uh, anything bad against you. Can, hey, you can say anything you want against Howard, but I'm just, I'm just going to choose not to because I still love the shit out of the guy. I'm just, I'm like that dog that you fed on the porch and I just keep coming back, you know? <laughs> look, I appreciate that. And that's why, look, I've said this on my show a billion times, Bob, but like I, I'll always love Howard and I'm, and, and, and I, I am, I am thankful and grateful for all that he, you know, he gave, he, you know, he gave me my start, but I don't know if you can remember 
the amount of shit he gave me after I left and the amount of shit he gave Jay and all the horrible things he said about me after I left. And that's when you had me on. And that's, I don't know, you know, like if you go back, you, you know, like, you know, you know, you might remember all this. Cause I, I had said something on Adam Carolla, how Howard hated that we did outside shit, right. which was the, which was the truth. He would say it every interview. He, like, you know, it's like Larry Bud Melman. He would always make the comparison to David Letterman. Oh, Larry Bud Melman went and did commercials. And then it, you know, it waters down the brand and Howard hated when we did outside shit. So, you know, he trashed me pretty hard. So now paybacks are a bitch. And, and, and here's, here's the thing, Bubba, you know, Scott, the engineer, yep. correct? Yeah. Uh, all right. Good so, guy. Good guy. Yeah. I don't know if you even know this, Bubba. And I'm sorry to like, you know, you know, like, I don't know. Burst, you burst, light. burst my bubble. <laughs> yeah. But okay. This is to me the, the, the worst thing I think a person in Howard's um, position could have done. But Scott, the engineer's wife was dying of cancer and Scott needed to raise 50,000 to pay for her cancer her chemo. And Scott went to Marcy Turk, who I'm sure you know, for all I know, you banged her. No, and, no, I did not. I did not. Although, oh. although I think she's kind of hot. I mean, a little oh. in a ginger type way, I would. Oh, so you're the one who didn't bang her. Like, you know she banged two of the staff, right? Well, let's, listen, John. <laughs> I don't know that to be true, and I don't I know do. that that's what... I, I, know, I know it as a fact. Well, okay, so continue on with Scott DePace and his wife having cancer. <laughs> She banged Steve Brandano, and now the guy she's married to, Burt Bottle. Anyway, so here we go. God bless them. I mean, I'd like to get some of that ginger pussy. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I think she's pretty hot, too. I think like, she's really, really hot. And think about this. I mean, what? as much as people want to talk shit about, about, Marcy, about, about Marcy, think about she was able to corral the, you know, one of the biggest stars in the world and got him you know, in a different direction. I mean, wait, she's, she wait, she corralled you? No, no, it's Howard. Like you know, th oh. you know, things have tra changed tremendously with Howard. He's you know, and people give him shit about it. But why can't Howard evolve into a the sixty-some-year-old you know wanting to okay. fucking ride out into the right. sunset kind of guy? All right, so Bubba, here's the evolution. All right, and 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 here's the sad part of the evolution. Marcy Turk. So then Scott the engineer goes to Marcy Turk. And by the way, this is all straight from Scott's mouth to my ears. And Royce, as my co-host, knows it to be true. Because he was By the way, hello, Royce. How are you, my friend? Hey, Bubba. Yeah. And yeah, he was part He's of like, You got him like kind of in the gimp, like gimped out. Like his mic isn't near as hot, and you kind of got him in the corner gimped out. John, why can't you turn him up a little bit so he can really punch I'm running my own mic on purpose, <laughs> keeping it low. Bubba, uh -oh. he's, he's, the, he's running the board, not me. Oh, okay. He's got himself gimped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I've got plenty to talk about. You don't need me. De-gimp de de yourself, kid. Let's go. All hey, right. Bubba. Go on, John. Hey, the next time I'm in Tampa at Side Splitters or whatever, oh, you I'm, and I gotta, you know, you and I gotta hang because I think you're a good dude. Oh, we'll I'd love to take you to the Dollhouse and some of my various places. I'd love to go there. Yeah, we'll smoke some weed. You and I on the town. We should tape it. It'll be awesome. Oh yeah, Stuttering John and Bubba on the town. Like people use those terms anymore. On the town. Like we're in the fucking sixties, kid. Hey, kid, we're gonna go on the town. <laughs> Let's go to a speakeasy. Yeah, we'll go to a speakeasy. Yeah, I right, go to the so, fucking anyway. Friars Club. Anyway, go ahead, Stuttering John. <laughs> Getting back to the. Uh, so this is really sad. So Scott, the engineer, then goes to Marcy Turk, uh, Yoko Turco, and says to Marcy. Um, look, I need the money. Can I set up a GoFundMe? Marcy says yes, but you can't uh, ever say you're Scott the Engineer, and you can't say you're from the Howard Stern Show. So Scott agrees. 
Scott goes on GoFundMe and raises the fifty grand in like in like a day. Right. Okay. Right. Howard is so embarrassed because really Howard should have dug into his own pocket. You know, he's worth billions. And 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 given the Scott the fifty thousand. Howard's so embarrassed, never gave Scott a dime. They move Scott to the, a different floor of Sirius. Scott no longer works for the Stern Show. He's now only works for Sirius, has been written out of all scripts, all bits, and not to be mentioned on the air again. And to make matters worse, Bubba, when freaking Scott's wife eventually, unfortunately, passes, Howard doesn't even go down to him and, and say, I'm sorry. What he does is send an email, Beth and I are sorry for your loss. We'll donate to a cancer um, charity in your name. Well, that's good. Name. What's wrong with that? Bubba, come on. They Listen, got... Howard does things differently than you and I would do things. Would you and I do that? Probably not. But Howard is as rich and famous as he is. He's a little backward and, you know, and he doesn't like confrontation, as you know that. And when he's done with you, he's done with you. And when you're the host and you're that, you know, you're that high profile, sometimes you are weird and do strange shit. And that's him. And, and, and you know, he's made, a, uh, he's made people a ton of money and made people very rich and very famous. And at the end of the day, you got your start from there as well, and you yes. know. But I, I don't know. No, again, look, it's, again, it's all good. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. When you speak of evolution, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, well, Howard's always been a cheap fuck, but I'm just saying to do that to Scott is really, really. Uh, I don't know. It, it's and now, so hold on. But, and, 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 but we, we started off a few seconds ago saying that when you left, Howard said some just horrible shit, and he was fucking yeah. with Jay. But I listen. I can understand how mad he would be because when you have a guy that is ripped from you, obviously. Okay, you know, wait, wait, Bubba, I have to stop you. Please do. Give me, give me one example where Howard. I mean, Jay ripped anything off from Howard. Just give me one. Well, I mean, initially, wasn't your the concept going to be you were going to do some on red carpet stuff and things like that? No, I thought that no. that's what they initially were going to do with you before when you got out there, and then you know after six months they had you know made an announcement and then they kind of changed your role. That's what I always thought. Oh no, no, no. I mean, and like the other thing that like I don't know if you know this, Bubba, but Howard's always said that that Jay stole jaywalking from the homeless game, and and I've always believed that when I was with Howard, and then when I. You know, and I did the first homeless game in 1996 at the Yankee World Series parade. Right. And um, which, by the way, David, how about my boy David Wells? I love David Wells. Tampa guy. In fact, I just tweeted. uh, David Cohen is one of my friends and followers on Twitter. And uh, David Wells, I have a signed ball at my house from a a perfect game event in Central Park from David Wells, David Cohen and Don Larson. How great is that? I had that same ball, but I don't have Larson. So mine's not worth shit. (laughs) <laughs> because you know the Yankees are in spring training down here and so we used to kind of you know hang out with those guys and so I do have a I have a cone Wells ball but you know the big trifecta is you got to have that Larson one or otherwise it's shit no I know well I'll trade you my ball if you get me a radio show because that's what we've been looking for for a while <laughs> you know John the, the radio is in an absolute fucking cesspool right now and you got to there's no that you if you're going to be a radio guy, you also have to have some type of digital presence, whether it's a podcast or Twitch or YouTube. Yeah. Radio yeah. is just and because they've got rid of guys like Opie and Anthony and me and Howard and, and just, you know, and there's just not. Meanwhile, the guys like Joe Rogan and shit like that, they had to go to podcasting. You don't think Joe Rogan would have been just as popular and, and as good on KLOS as he is on his course. He would have. 
Of course he would. Yeah. But nobody wanted so nobody what? nobody wanted to give him, you know, Adam, nobody wanted to give Joe a chance. So Joe said, "Fuck it, I'll go do podcasting." But radio stuck their head in the sand and not developed any talent or let the big talent do what they do, and it's just a big fucking free for all mass exodus to the digital platform. No, I know, and that's look, you know, we have you know, we get big numbers here at the Stuttering John podcast thanks to the hard work of Royce and and, uh, you know, and, and say hi to my buddy here. This is Frankie B, Bubba. He's, <laughs> hey, I, man. <laughs> is Frankie B like a DJ on the weekends with his hat on sideways? And like, you know, like hey, it's Frankie B, along with Stevie B, like kind of shit like that? His name is Frank Bokenegger, but somebody called him on Twitter that he's, he's uh, Frankie B. So that's what we call him now. So now, do you, now do, you're still living in the L.A. area, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still in L.A. And just, just to finish the story, it, you know, in 1996, that's when I did the homeless game. And, and, and when I got to the Tonight Show, the head writer, I said, why'd you guys steal jaywalking? And he goes, John, we've been doing jaywalking since 1988. So it was all like a lie told by Howard. Yeah, but, but when, it, no, listen, this is not an excuse for Howard. But when you're wired like Howard, and I can't tell you that I am, but you're a host and you have to have a certain amount of swagger and type A alpha and everything's yours and everybody. And you know Howard's shtick is that everybody sucks and everybody rips shit off. That's kind of his mantra. And, you know, so that's kind of like the shtick that is, in, you know, that you must kind of have in order to be in that spot. And I think that Howard's kind of evolved a little bit with kind of getting away from that. But it's unfortunate, Bubba, because people believe him. And then they and then they trash Jay, and this is why, but just I just want you to understand, like me in my position, right? I'm given the job of a lifetime. It's my dream come true. I went to NYU for film and television to be a writer for the, the and an announcer as a stutterer for the best late night TV show in history is an incredibly, uh, it's an incredible achievement, and I was so happy. But then Howard trashed Jay so badly that but- it got so bad to me that I had to go up to Jay. In rehearsal, like after rehearsal, and go, Jay, I'm so sorry that by you hiring me, it's caused Howard to just go crazy on you. And Jay put his hand on my shoulder and said, John, I don't give a fuck. And, that, and it, you know, but you got to understand, me in my position, Bubba, I felt so bad, you know? Well, you like- should, I mean, but you have to understand, too, that, you know, guys, when you develop a guy, and I don't want to say from nothing, but, you know, you, I think your friend was a former intern, or a guy you went to high school was a former intern, for Howard, and he was leaving, and he got you an interview with Gary, right? Uh, yeah, well, we were both at NYU. Right, and, 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 yeah. they, and you know, Howard kind of nurtured your deal into being a big-time star, which put you even on the Jay Leno map, and whether Jay ripped you off for ripping off Howard's purposes or not, there's a certain amount of mama bear-type stuff when you've developed a guy from that's had zero radio experience into having the position of being the Tonight Show announcer and, and other stuff. So, you know, your back's against the wall. You don't want to sit there and be a pussy, so you want to talk shit. And I don't necessarily know that it would go down that way nowadays, I think. I mean, you know, when Howard was 40 or 45, that's probably how he rolled. But, I, again, I don't want to speak for Howard, and I don't want to make this a big Howard, you know, ass and me defending him and you talking shit about him kind of deal. <laughs> I know, because I know, I know. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to. It, it's it's tough know. not to because that's a big part of your history, obviously. You know, no, that, no, and, no, and I'm not trying to. I'm just like, you know, you, you know, you, you work there. So you like have to understand some of the things I'm talking about. Oh, I understand. I understand 100 percent how it how it works. I really do. And, and the old Bubba would have been motherfucking this and motherfucking that. And the new Bubba yeah. that's been absolutely butt fucked by life is just, you know, wanting to maybe maybe you could put a little anal ease on me before you slide it in. You know, that's, <laughs> that's all way, I'm looking Bubba, for. And, 
And that's why, like, you know, I know you don't remember, but that's why I was just like, I was looking forward to doing your show because you were there to interview me and not like everybody told me Bubba's is going to be a dick to you. He's going to take Howard's side. He's going to trash you. And instead you were like gracious and you were really nice. And, you know, you talked to me about what I said on Adam Carolla and I, and you gave me the platform to just to give my side. So, you know, look, I mean, you know, I think you're a good dude and I'm not trying to get you to bad mouth Howard. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you the facts so you know what, you know, at least what I was going through at the time. Oh, I sure, and, and listen, you took, you know, you made the right career choice. I don't know where you would be with Howard, Howard's world. I mean, you could be still working and still making a ton of money uh, um, or making more money, I should say. But, you know, the opportunity to go to L.A. and be on The Tonight Show, you know, there's not a lot of things that are bigger than that. And, you know, for your career and your family, uh, I think you got three kids, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You yeah, needed, and you was, needed, and you needed to do that, and that, and that set you up for some great things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that you know, that's all it is. But now I have to ask you enough about Howard, but I do have to ask you about because you do have a beef with Scott Greenstein, and I and I'm curious. Oh, I wish well, I didn't. I really wish I didn't. I mean, that is just not something that's been cool to me at all. What is the beef? I'm just curious. Um, you know, I when we were when they gave me my offer, we. We're making a million dollars. He paid the show. He paid me a million dollars, and of which I had to disperse that amongst my guys, you know. Uh, yeah. And we were also doing terrestrial radio as well. So for the first, let me see. So for 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, and 11. So for five years, I didn't really make any more money, but my salary was a million bucks. Okay, let me ask you something. And, I have to. Okay, and, uh, no, and then they they made gave me a take it and. In late 2011, Greenstein gave me a take it or leave it offer for you know from to 200,000, like non-negotiable, take it or leave it. And I just thought that was absolutely an insult because oh because we were you know we we kicked ass. I think that you know we do we're doing really well. Um, and you know I, I we pro- I talked some shit about him. We made some goofy little songs about him. And uh, I think maybe uh, one of my guys said that he fucked uh, Scott Greenstein's dad in the butthole or something like that. Okay. <clears throat> we were just being funny. And yeah. and I think that I'm completely 1,000% blackballed. I'll never work at SiriusXM. Although SiriusXM really needs to think about life after Howard. And, exactly. you know, what other radio personality? And I think that I'm the only guy that's ever been somewhat – handpicked by Howard, somewhat groomed by him, was good enough to do afternoon drive for five years, who's going to take over after Howard? Have they thought about that? Like, well, I mean, they have, but nobody's going to. That's the whole point. No, and nobody can. Nobody can ever emulate what Howard does. But if you're going to get a personality that's been introduced to Howard's audience, that's been somewhat anointed by him, I don't think there's a lot. I mean, you probably got me. You probably got Booker T. You probably got, you know, maybe uh, Kid Chris. There's some guys that Howard likes over the years, but for the most part, Howard thinks everybody sucks. And me, that means his audience thinks that everybody sucks. And there are some people that you could put in there. I'm not the only one, but there's very few choices. That I, could... I, I'm, I'm, I'm very insulted you haven't mentioned Stuttering John. Well, that, you know, maybe, some... <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, if Howard's worried about his guys, you know, staying staying employed for a few more, they could plug me in there with my guys, and I could mesh with his guys because I've already worked with those guys. And really, you know, the only people that probably leave would be, you know, Fred and Robin, and you know, the Garys and the Sal and the Richards, and those they all stick with me, and we continue to do a show. And it's not 
the Howard Stern show. It's my show, but it's Howard like somewhat. I've said, you know what? You know what, Bubba? I've said the same thing on this program. I said that we, you know, even keep keep Fred and Robin there. Just yeah. just, just replace me. You know, Howard with me. But it'll never happen. But I have to tell you something about Scott Greenstein because, like, here's the thing. You know, because I. I, I've never met the man. I don't have a personal beef with him. But I will tell you this. Scott Greenstein, I don't know if you know this, but Gary, uh, you know, Baba Bowie told yeah. me this, yeah. that when they were moving over to Sirius, Greenstein came up to Gary and, you know, you know and, and asked Gary how much he wants to make a year. And, you know, Gary was like, I don't know how much you want to pay me. And Greenstein said, well, how much is Stuttering John getting a year at the Tonight Show? And then... Gary said 500,000. He goes, well, I'll give you 600,000. That's a great deal. deal. No, I know, but (laughs) I would sign that dick. I would sign that contract and suck his dick right there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, but, but Bubba, who is like, really? Like he's so concerned about my salary that, that like, like that's somehow going to like, that's how he negotiates to find out how much I'm making. And then, and then up it with Baba Bowie? I, I don't... I well, mean, I mean, that's certainly a testament to you, though, isn't it? I mean, that's certainly... Mm-hmm. You may think, take that as a slight, but, I mean, you set the par. I mean, Gary should be calling you up and saying, Stuttering John, th- because you make so fucking much. Now I'm making 600 k Thank you, John. Ste- know, stakes but, are on me next time you come to town. No, I know, but he won't. But, yeah, <laughs> but he'll never do that. But I, I have to ask you one... Go ahead, go ahead, I was going to say, maybe that's just because he couldn't judge Gary against his own worth. So we had to pick somebody else. I mean, Gary's obviously <laughs> yeah, worthless. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he belongs in a cage. But, but listen, <laughs> hey, Bubba. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight between you and Gary? I don't know. Because he, that's the like. Zoo. I mean, Gary's, Gary's a little more scrappy. Who <laughs> we fight in? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Flunky versus Junkie. I'm not talking about, you know, you, like you and Cabby, which uh, I think you won. Didn't you win in that? It went, it went all five rounds, but you won, didn't you? Yeah, I won unanimously. And I and, think Cabby was big as fuck back then, like two, like 250, and you were like 180 or two, something like that. He was 260, I was 174, and my favorite moment of the fight is when Howard asked Evan the Holyfield, after all the promotion, after, after, in, in the third round, after all the talk about me and Crazy Cabby, Howard asked Evan the Holyfield, who do you think is winning? And then Evan the Holyfield says, I think Stuttering Joe is winning. <laughs> And stuttering Joe did win, motherfucker. Did you get a bon- Did you get a bonus for that at all? Uh, n- no, but I mean Howard was like everybody was pretty psyched for me. It was a great it was a great time in the Howard Stern show. And, and it's also one of you know one of the big red letter days in the Howard world. And it also you know is kind of a, a radio like if you're a radio guy, you know. Like, you you know Flunky versus Junkie. Like, if you're a radio guy that's done any type of radio, that is like a huge history moment in, you know, in, in radio moments, so to speak. I think that didn't they sell – wasn't tickets like 100 bucks and, and, and it, like it was – like it was, four, it was sold out, 4,000 seats, all, all sold out at the Trump Taj Mahal. And it's just weird how the world comes because I flew on Trump's helicopter. Trump came backstage to – Wish me luck, and now he's the president, and uh, you know. It, oh, and just, and you and you pranked phone called him, and oh yeah. my god, you know I had one run in with the Secret Service during my radio career, and I wouldn't wish oh, really? it upon anybody. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I know. Listen, I have to ask you a question, Bob, because this is what I mean about you being a good guy, and I don't know if you're going to answer honestly. By the way, Stuttering John on the phone. You can go to uh, stutteringjohn.com, one-stop shopping, including his kick-ass. Uh, 
his kick-ass producer slash co-host. Is it Royce or Roy? Royce. It's Royce D'Orazio, and it's at, just go to at Stuttering John M or you know go on iTunes, the Stuttering John podcast. But Bubba, I do have to ask you this because this I just have a feeling I, I'm I'm going to be close on the answer, but we'll see. When you were paid a million dollars, how many staff did you have to pay from that million? Um, well, I can give you a better understanding as I took home about four hundred of that. See, I knew it. That's what I was going to say, Bubba. You gave over half your salary. To your own staff. Well, I had to because I wouldn't have been able to put on a show. I mean, you know, that was the deal. And I will tell you this, and not that I'm sitting here and sucking Howard's dick nonstop, but when well, I met are, with – but when I okay. – I mean, yeah, I – I'm going to call you – you are now uh, the set of the Sabian. I'm Bubba book. Turek. What's, Marcy, what's Marcy's last name? <laughs> Yoko Turco. I'm, I'm Bubba Turco. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Bubba Turco. But listen to this. Er, when I first met Howard, when he was kind of when he was kind of feeling me out as to whether I might be the guy or not, I went to Don Buckwald's office, and then Don there's a piece of shit right there. Don, Don talked Don talked to me for ten minutes, and then he said, "Okay, now go down to the third room on the right, and Howard's in there. You need to talk to him." So I walked okay. in there, and you know, listen, uh, you worked for him at that point, but I'm just this radio guy that's talked some shit about him, and he's oh, this is motherfucking Howard Stern, like this is Howard Stern, like yeah. you took it, you took it for granted because you worked for him, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're a radio guy and you're not impressed or starstruck by Howard, well, then you're really not a radio guy. And well, so, first of all, I I was so, oh, are you kidding me? I was so starstruck by Howard, sure. you know, when I was there. And so I go there, and there he is, and he's a lot taller than I thought he was. And yeah. we start talking, we start talking like, like in radio and like a couple little radio bitches. And we're like, Hey, who do you like? And he's like, I like Phil Hendry and, and, uh, you know, and Tom Likas and, and no Neil Rogers. And I start doing this and this. So then he says to me, and he makes it very, very clear. And, and I'll never forget this. He goes, listen, I'm going to call, I'm going to let make, I'm going to have Don call, you know, Sirius XM and let them know that I'd like you to be my afternoon drive guy. But I will never, ever, ever get involved in your contract or the money that you make. Please don't ever, ever put me in that position because I refuse to get involved. And so from uh-huh. day one, from interview one, you know, he made that real clear. And so, you know, I, I he, in full disclosure, I can't ever be I can't ever talk shit about him for not sticking up or not getting involved with my money because he that's the pretenses that I was hired under by him. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't really because, yeah, obviously. But, you know, when we were there, it was a different story. Like, like, you know, I mean, he tried not to get involved, but he he would get involved. You know, I mean, you know, he look. You know, when I left, his biggest lament was I should have came to him, and then maybe he could have helped me get more money, which was a load of shit. But, but no, no. When, so when the, when the process happened, when you, I think you were on Leno's show after that reality show, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I think you went to, did, you did Leno to promote that, right? No. Well, yeah, what happened was when I was on that show, Dave Berg, one of the segment producers at the Tonight Show, saw me on that show, fell in love with me. Debbie Vickers, the executive producer, saw me on, on that show. Fell in love with me because I was funny, nice, you know, and 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 not being a dick like I was, you know, like a, not doing the stuttering John bit, right? Not doing, not doing the stutter John heat gimmick, just being a, a funny, yeah. stuttering, cool, you know, Jewish guy yeah. from New York. No, I'm well, I'm not Jewish, but anyway, I thought you were Jewish. My name is Melendez. I what, mean, come on, what, what are you, Puerto Rican? <laughs> Am I Juan Epstein here? No, no, uh, <laughs> no uh, yeah, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Danish. Really? But, um, that's a great. Yeah. That's a great combo. 
I know. I'm a Danish. Uh, I'm a Danish spick. I'm a dick. I steal clogs. No, so, but here's the thing. So you go out there. You're yourself. You're not doing the big. You're not doing the stuttering John gimmick. You're like this guy's real personable. Let's uh, yeah. let's steal him away for Howard. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it doesn't even. He has the thing, Bob. But like the truth is, so then, you know, my dream the whole time I was in. I'm sloppy. Get me out of here. I'm sitting there praying on the cot in the rainforest, going, I hope that I booked on the Tonight Show. That's my dream. So when they tell me that I'm booked as a guest, I like I write my jokes. In the town car, you know, we fly from Australia to L.A., I write the jokes I'm going to say, I deliver all the jokes, I kill it on The Tonight Show, and that's on StutteringJohnMelendez.com. Because, Bubba, you'll get a kick out of it. It's, like, so innocent and cool. And Jay loved me. And after, and after the segment, in the commercial break, the executive producer and head writer offered me a job. So it was Right like there that, on, the, uh, on the spot while you're on the set. Yeah, like as a correspondent, that was the initial thing. But see, so that's that's and that's where I got mis- that's where I got a little bit misinformed. The fact that I think the first time you went out there, it was supposed to be more like a correspondent kind of deal, right? Uh, well, no, 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 so, no. So no. So when I was a, I, like, I just went out. So I was a guest, and then they said I'd make a good correspondent, but not to do stuttering John stuff, just to do, you know, like uh, like all the other correspondents, like Tom Green and. You know, Mitch Fatel. There was a lot of different correspondents at the time. I know, but you are stuttering, John. You cannot help but do the stuttering, John. I mean, it's not like you're going to stop stuttering when you're interviewing people. Oh, yeah, but they didn't want me to, like, be obnoxious or anything. It doesn't matter. But anyway. Like what you did to, oh, was it A.J. Benza that got mad as fuck at you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I turned it down, and then later on they had uh, an epiphany. Like, let's make John the announcer. They right, but happy. so but after you turned it down, did you go back to Howard and say, "Listen, Howard, I was on you know out here, and these guys were you know trying to trying to hire me away." Yes, in oh, fact, okay. In, in fact, Bob, but this is why like Howard's wrong for all the shit he says about me and Jay. Because what the exact thing that happened is I went back first. I asked Bob Abui, who in his you know infinite uh, wisdom and his infamous wisdom. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> in his infamate God, God love Baba Bowie, Papa Fuhai. Yes, go ahead, Papa Fuhai. I love that did guy. Get, did you get along with Baba Bowie? Yeah, of course. Uh, listen, Baba. Yeah, I got along with Baba Gary. Cause, Baba and Baba. Baba, Baba and Baba would be listen, a great reality show. I love Baba Bowie, but Baba Bowie knows how Howard is, and so if Howard likes you, then Baba Bowie likes you. Well, well, that's why. So my mole told me that Howard and Gary both used to goof on you behind your back. Oh, listen, the whole world's fucking goofed on me. John, please watch the Hogan sex tape with my wife, please. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I heard about that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's I'm all sorry right. Yeah. That. I mean, fuck it. Oh, so, I mean, you no. know, actually, it's almost a badge of honor having Howard say that I'm fucking dense and I can't get it through my head because he's right. I can't get it through my fucking head. <laughs> well, well, dude, that, did you watch? Any of that tape? No, I've never, other than the minute and 42 seconds that Gawker published that ruined my fucking life. No, I've never uh, seen it. I'm so sorry about that. That would fucking drive me nuts. You don't, even so know, you don't even know the fucking story behind that. You uh, don't even you know. Can shed some light on that, Bubba? Shed some light on that and, and the whole Peter Thiel angle? Yeah, we can here, but let's get through this. And then, I mean, I got all fucking day. How about you guys, please? Yeah. 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 Hey, man, you know. You know. I mean, I you know I pay for my fucking uh, lips in accounts. So yeah. And, and and stuttering John, please know, like, don't don't not not ask me anything. Like that's certainly something. Like you would be a pussy, John, if you didn't ask me about that big glaring matzo ball that's out there. You gotta fucking Bubba, you gotta Bubba. ask about that. Of course, but you but know, you I'm weren't. Like... Hey, John, you weren't going to until I brought it up, motherfucker. No lie. <laughs> Listen, Bubba. You were I'm scared. Not you were scared to ask about the Hogan Bubba, sex tape. Bubba. I think he just called Hulk Hogan a matzo ball. <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. 
I wasn't going to bring it up, but you know why? Why? Because I didn't even know about it. <laughs> you are such a fucking liar. No, You're I'm an not. I swear to God. How do you not know it was the largest verdict of any celebrity sex tape in the history of the world, Stuttering John? And you're all about money. You're all about money. You know what people fucking make. You know that. I I swear I didn't know. I I know about Screech. Bubba, I I didn't know about you. I I shit you not. John doesn't even know that Twitter has an app for his phone. Yes, I do. And I have it. Now you know because we told you. I have it. How old are you, John? You fucking acting older than you really are. How old are you? You're You're like 54, aren't you? I'm 53. How dare you? Yeah, whatever. We're the same age. I know that. But listen, Bubba, let's get back to what? what uh, you know, where were we here? I don't uh, even know. We keep spinning each other the fuck out. <laughs> is what we keep doing. Oh, no. Here's the deal. So you go, you do the show. They say, God damn, this is the most talented man we've ever interviewed. We're going to offer him a correspondence job. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me just, and then we'll get into your sex tape. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to, but don't be no, afraid to no. ask about it. No, I, I do want to. And now that you jarred my memory, thanks to Royce and yourself. Yes, I do remember that. Now, listen. So I go back after doing The Tonight Show and killing it. Gary says, Howard will never let you. I talk to Robin. And I say, Robin, I've been. I went to NYU. This was an incredible opportunity for me. Who knows how long Howard's going to go on radio? And we didn't know. Howard always was threatening to leave every fucking, every contract negotiation. Anyway. Do you think he's really going really to leave this next one? Yes. But anyway, Robin says to me, go and be an adult now. You're no longer a kid. Set up a meeting with Laura, Howard's assistant, and then and meet with Howard and tell him about everything. And I go, I, I will. And I tried to set up a meeting. Howard refused on the air. He said, don't bother me. I don't care about you. I don't care about your career. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you do. Fucking Senator Sabian. <laughs> Did you call me Bubba Sabian? <laughs> Senator Sabian. Hey, hey, Bubba, Tim Sabian trashes Howard nonstop off the air. And as soon as we get him on the air, he kisses his ass more than you are. Well, hold on. Anyway. I don't trash Howard ever. Like, you're not going to get me talking. You know, I don't, you're not going to call. Like, I'm not going to call oh, yeah. you later today and be like, hey, John, guess what? Oh, yeah. Hey, fuck Howard. Guess, fuck that guess asshole. What? No. Hey, guess, hey, guess what, Bubba? What? When we're in Tampa, getting drunk, smoking weed, staring at pussy, I'm going to get you to say, you're going to tell me some shitty shit Howard's done to you. No, I'm going to fucking put Howard on the line and be like, Howard, John's trying to get me to talk shit about you, motherfucker. Give me 100 bucks and I'll, I'll, knock, I'll knock him the fuck out right now. <laughs> and then Howard's not going to pick up the call and say and, and say to the gorilla, Baba Booey, and go, how stupid is Bubba to think I would actually take the call? <laughs> oh, I, whatever. You got me again, stuttering job, you fucker. All right. But anyway, getting back. So then Howard says he doesn't want to talk to me. Then I go to Robin again. She says, try it again. I try it again. Howard says the same thing. And then I go back to Robin. She goes, now you got to do whatever you want. All right. So you did. So you did what you want. And it all worked out really good for you. Do you think, hold on. If you wouldn't have gone to the Tonight Show, do you think you'd still be with Howard? If I didn't go to the Tonight Show, I would still be with Howard. And every single day, minute of my life, I would have regretted not leaving to, to benefit my family. You know, look, I got two pensions. I would have never had that on Howard. I might have made more in the long run. Yeah, there you go. With Howard. But money isn't everything, Bubba. And, and for me, you know, as much as like, you know, you know and, and we're not even like, I, I don't care. I was, I, look, I left, I was making $85,000 a year, okay? But 
and you know, and then to go and make five hundred thousand, I think anybody would would would. Of course, would think that was- of course. I mean, Howard would be the first one after he put his show shtick aside, financially and business wise. You know, he would be like, you you need to do that. But I mean, he, he, he can't. But he, how the Howard Stern can't say that on the air. He's got to be big silly and dick. You know that. Of course, yeah, because he's fucking got to overcompensate overcompensate for his thimble dick. But here's the thing. So fucking man, you're so, just full uh, of them, are you not? <laughs> and I wonder, you know what? I wonder. I bet you how. I bet you Howard. I bet you Howard's got a respectable. I bet you his dick is not near as small as he says it is. You know, he just says that so that you know, so that it people just think that. But he's probably got a big dick, don't you think? Come on, you know. Judging by the ass you kicked, you must have. Judging by the ass you're kissing, you, you must have sucked this cock. <laughs> 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 no, I haven't. You know, I would if I if I could get back on the good foot, I'd suck it. I would. Fuck it. All right. I don't care. All right. Okay. Okay. Would you? Suck? <laughs> okay. Would you suck? Would you suck? Who? Who would stick? Would you suck? Uh, uh, would you suck? You're, hey, you're, you're stuttering yourself out of the business, John. You should, you're fucking spinning yourself out when we're talking about okay, dick sucking. Okay. Because, okay. Who's who's dick would you suck? Howard's twice or Gary's once? You know what? That, that that question came so quickly to you. I think you've asked it before. Um, no, I haven't. I, haven't. Um, I, I, think, I think that you might be thinking about this a lot. I think you're trying to fucking project through me. And yeah, I think I, I would suck. I think I would suck Howard's dick twice before I'd suck. I knew it. I knew it. No, hold on now. Hold on. Would because you suck? Hold on. If you were if you were me and you could get a big time job back to where I was, making that million a year. Maybe being, you know, getting back in the good fold. If you were Bubba Melendez, do you suck Gary's once or do you suck Howard's twice? First of all, yeah, <laughs> John, I wouldn't suck, I wouldn't suck anybody. John, I'm and asking you all, to be me. I'm asking you to be John Bubba Melendez. If you're in my situation, which well, one do you do? Okay, first of all, I, I would not suck Gary's because I'm not into bestiality. And, and we <laughs> <laughs> so. So yes, I, I guess I would have to suck Howard's cock, but but you know uh, it, you know I'd rather be. Shot. I'm gonna use that drop. I'm gonna use that drop a million times. I swear to God, I'm sending it right. I'm sending it right to Howard. I bet you I can get ten bucks for that fucking drop. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Baba Booey, do I got a drop for you? I got stuttering John to say that he'd suck Howard's dick. <laughs> they tried to have you on. They said, John, we wouldn't know what to do with you. Now we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Baba Booey, and, and oh, Baba, have you heard that Baba Booey has a gramada? What's a gramada? Bob, uh, Baba Booey apparently has a girlfriend out here in L.A. Oh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I don't care, but that means two chicks are into bestiality, and I find that hard to believe. Uh, uh, and his wife is hot, though. I will tell you this, and I don't know that to be true. You're just, you, John, you're just fucking around being dumb now, uh, saying stupid shit now. You're just fucking. Of, co- of course. Not really, but of course. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the air, okay? So I mean, I I know the girl's name, okay? How about that? Well, good. You keep that to yourself. I don't want to have anything to fucking do with it. Anything to do with any of that nonsense. It's all alleged. I know you don't want, and I'm not. I'm just. I'm just speculating. Hey, now let's get into things that are not speculative. So, okay. By the way, this is uh, stuttering John. John Melendez on the phone. You can go to uh, his stuttering John uh, podcast. It's. Uh, StutteringJohnMelendez.com. It's StutteringJohnM on Twitter, and Instagram is StutteringJohnMelendez. He's got three different screen names with three different forms. He doesn't keep anything uniform. And I got him to say that he'd suck Howard's dick, and the interview's pretty much over. I'm just saying, I don't need anything else. 
Now, it's after you said you'd suck his dick. Twice. twice. Hi, this is Bubba. I'd like everybody to know that, yes, I would suck Howard's dick twice if I could get back on here. <laughs> I'm not. Ever, there's no shame in my game. Have you ever sucked a cock, Bubba Beyond? No, I've never sucked a cock. I've been close to one before, but I've never sucked one. Close to one, yeah, of course. You, you, you know, you hung out with Howard. Oh, well, I mean, well, no, like uh, I, I've had a couple threesomes in my life, in my college days, in my younger days, which probably put me in the same room as a, as an erect penis. But I've never had one near my mouth oh, or nothing. God, I, I would never want to be in a threesome with two, like with two guys. It just. I don't want to see anybody's erect cock. Well, I was on opposite ends of the spectrum when I was on, you know, the north. He was on the south and then vice versa. Like, we weren't ever side, you know, we weren't side saddling or nothing like that. Yeah. And now, okay, speaking of following different people, because that means you would be following, like, your friend after he fucks and then you fuck her. So I actually think I, I actually think, and this happened at Indiana State University, like, circa 1986. I think that I was uh, in the vagina first. Oh, there you go. I do now, do. I do think so. I yeah, do do. But that means that the, that your friend's cock was in the mouth before. Yeah, your cock but was. the mouth seems so much more tolerable than the pussy, don't you think? Well, listen. Now let's get into your drama with Hulk Hogan. I mean, now you don't know anything now, about us. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile, and I can do it all for fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited. Talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
so you can't ask me anything about it. You can't, oh, so no. you're not, you don't know anything. About, unless motherfucking Royce just pulled up a fucking wiki on the deal, you don't know shit about it. No. Oh, well, I know that your wife had sex with Hulk Hogan and they made a sex tape. No, 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 no. Nobody made a sex tape. My home surveillance system got it, captivated it. Yeah. And, and that, that was stolen by an employee of mine and was used. He was no uh, Spice Boy. Spice Boy. Spice Boy. And uh, he stole it. Uh, okay. The surveillance tape. And he then uh -huh. and I was doing mornings on the radio station down here. One oh two five the bone. And, okay. you know, big sling and dick doing really good. And the afternoon drive guy was named Mike Calta. And okay. they used that tape to get me fired and for Mike Calta to get my job. And I'm going to d give you something that's going to blow your mind. Go ahead. Guess who the guy that distributed the tape was? Baba Bowie. Tony Burton, who represents no. Baba Bowie and works for Don Buckwell. Holy shit. They fucking... Oh my God! That, that's so. So you I can mean, they, that's so. Mike Calta was is represented by Don Buckwald's office, Tony Burton, and in order to get this guy my morning job, they used that tape to distribute. It's a big lawsuit. Hogan suing Cox and Mike Calta and Don Burton, uh, Don Buckwald right now, in co in court, and that's going to somewhat exonerate me. It'll at least show people that it didn't go down the way. Everybody thinks it went down, and that is Bubba taped his best friend fucking his wife and tried to sell it. That's not what happened. Bubba let his best friend fuck his wife that the surveillance got, and my employees stole the tape to better their position, got my radio job, and I got fired. And it all went through Tony Burton's office. Yeah, and guess what, Bubba? I have a chapter, you know, in my book, you know, really. And that's probably why Howard doesn't talk to me anymore or is mad at me right now. But I don't blame. It's, Howard has nothing to do with it. Don Buckwald has nothing to do with it. There was this. There's this rogue agent that works for Don named Tony Burton that did the whole deal. Howard doesn't know uh, anything. Uh, Bubba, Howard's Bubba, in a Howard's Bubba. in an uncomfortable spot about it. That's Bubba. why you don't want to fucking talk about it. Bubba, don't be naive. Don Buckwald had knew all about it. No, he didn't. Don, no, he didn't. He's a scumbag. No. Bubba. Not going to go there. Okay, I think he did. Does he represent you? No. Okay, he's a scumbag. I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you he is. But, but That but might be where some of my woes are coming from, but I, I, I don't look at it that way. I think this rogue agent you know, did it, and, and so that's the sex tape shit, and it's all going through court. It's going to go to trial next January. Are uh, you going to get any money from this? No, I didn't get shit. I got fired in my fucking career ruined, and I am now officially the guy that let his wife fuck Hulk Hogan and backstabbed Hulk Hogan, even though Hulk Hogan took home $35 million, well, was awarded $141 million and took home $35 million. Uh, I got fired and has basically been made the laughing stock of, of, of everything. But you were sabotaged by, you know, by your own fucking like, company. Uh, yeah, by guys who worked in my own company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but now, now, now let me ask you then. then Hulk Hogan was, I mean, did you give him permission to bang your wife? Yeah, I did. I said he was down on his luck. He was living with me, going through a bad divorce, and my wife was hot, and that's my friend. And so I was like, let it eat. Go ahead and get some. Whatever. H Holy shit, man. I could never do that. Well, it's, man, I'm, wired, I'm wired different than you are. Good. I can't wait till we hang out in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm single right now. I'm not dead. Well, I'm, I'm I'm seeing. I mean, whatever. I'm not like married or nothing. You yeah, know? but you you you're the best wingman in the fucking world. Yeah, I I'm probably gonna... I am. I mean, that should be my new album. That should be new. My new. That should be my new. Uh, my new book. I'm the best wingman in the fucking world. Period. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come to Tampa. I'm gonna tell you like 
I'm down on my luck, and then you're going to get me laid with, with, like, the girl you're fucking. This is awesome. Now, are you currently seeing anybody? Are you? Because I know that you got divorced, I think, what, in 13 or something like that? I got, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Boy, that, yeah, brought, boy, that brought your enthusiasm right down to fucking zero. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> you were feeling so good, John. You are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, no, I think it was about eight. You know, it's so funny, Bobby. People are like, I think it was about eight years ago we got divorced. You know, I got, I got like, 20 hits, I call them, you know, on Twitter going, oh, you're such a loser. You know, your wife left you, and you're such a... I'm like, like, Bobby... Fuck, how do you think? Like, how do you think I feel? My wife fucked my best friend, and I lost everything. Period. And no. he and he made thirty five million. How the fuck? I mean, how do you work that out? No, but here's the thing, Bubba. Like, what? See, it's weird the perception like some men have that like I'm a loser because I'm single. I don't know. No, no, hold I on. I love I, being single. I fucking I, love it. I enjoy being single. I like having strange. At every, you know, at every, like any yep. given time. And I you don't have to, and you don't have to worry about it. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, getting caught and, you know, because you got some cricket in your hotel room and your wife calls and she answers the fucking phone. No. And I, I love the freedom of it. So I don't know why some, like some guys on Twitter, they seem to think it's a negative that I'm single. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with well, you? Some I mean, dude, some dudes are wired where they have to have a girl or a guy, whatever your sexual preference is. Like, they have to have a significant other. They, they just got to be in a relationship. And I, you know, have been I in love with two of them right here. Is, is Royce that way? Is Royce real pussy whipped? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, listen, I, uh, I like being single and doing what I want. And you know what, John? Porn is, porn is free and so good nowadays that you can just literally at 3 o'clock go run one. And then after you run one and you get that, that fucking poison out of your body, you're like, man, I wouldn't want to bitch up in the cut anyway. I want to go to bed and not have somebody leaning against me, making me all hot and shit. Fuck that. Yeah. I, dude, I am, I, I'm, I'm so with you, Bubba. See, I knew we'd find common ground. Yeah, we got common ground, and we like to not have bitches telling us what to do and being part of a big time relationship. Now, do you still see your see your kids? And, do you see your kids a lot? And we both suck Howard's cock twice. That's another drop <laughs> right there. You just up the ante, John. Yeah, I mean, but you know, look. You know, I had a you know I had a big time crush when I worked when I worked there. I had a big I, I had a big time crush on Robin. I want I wanted to fuck Robin bad. Look, look, Bubba. In our defense, you know, we blow. I mean, I'd blow anybody over Baba Buhai. I mean, let's face it. That guy is a fucking, he's a walking the end of Would you blow Fred or Baba Buhai first? Well, that's, that's tough because Fred's, Fred's not circumcised. Not only that, but Fred's the kind of guy that after you sucked his dick, he'd kill you because he didn't want anybody to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like a praying mantis. Yeah, Fred would. <laughs> I, you know what though, Fred? For the little bit of time that I was up there, I, my two, and and again, you have way longer tenure than I do, and I'm not even really. I was just an ancillary guy that worked for Howard. I didn't live in that world every day like you did. But my, I'm going to give you my synopsis as to my two favorite people in Howard's world, and you tell me what you think, okay? Oh, oh God! Now, now, don't be a dick. Just be, just try to, okay. you know, Fred, Fred, and Ronnie were my two favorite. Okay. Okay, you know what? We found more common ground. Ronnie is one of my favorites as well. I fucking love Ronnie, and I love Fred, and I and I really and I really for the little bit of time that I got to hang out with her, I loved Robin as well. Yep. Look, I love Ronnie. I love Robin. You lost me at Fred. How about that? And you know what? I don't even I don't even dislike Fred. I think Fred was just always very envious of me and hated that. Like, look, 
Baba, here's the thing that I was in Howard's inner circle. Like we, we would go out to dinner all the time. I would go to Howard's house in the Hamptons. I, w- I would fucking hang out at his place in Manhattan. And, you know, Baba Bowie wasn't even in and then you And then you fucked it up. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but, but the truth is, it wasn't like he was going to be a good wingman for me. I mean, you know. But, yeah, but I mean, you get to how? But you get to Howard Rub. You get that rub in pro wrestling. It's called the rub. So when the like the jobber would wrestle Hulk Hogan, the jobber would go out that night and still get some pussy because he got smashed by Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, it, look, I but I've done that. It was fun, and I'm just saying it irritated Fred, and Fred was like a real dick to me, and so you know, Fred, it can go either way with Fred, but I don't dislike. Look. I don't, right. like, I, I don't dislike Howard either. I don't dislike any Well, you act like you dislike Howard. Like, that's all you do is fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, no. I just am very... Look, Bubba, I am very honest, and I'm not... I, I don't lie. Everything on this podcast is unfiltered. You could ask Royce and Frankie B. They'll tell you I, I, I'll never lie. I'll tell yeah, you if I Frankie can. B. Yeah, boy. Frankie B. Yeah, boy. Ding, 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 ding. Frankie B. Yeah, boy. Says Bubba the Love Sponge. I mean, come on. Well, I guess any better. <laughs> God, can I sound like any more of a fucking zookeeper than Bubba the Love Sponge? Jesus, God. <laughs> so anyway, listen, John. There, uh, wh- why you what? There's all these rumors as to what happened and why you got divorced. Are we like? Are we going to talk about that? There's no. She didn't cheat on me. I mean, th- there was nothing like that. There's, I mean, compared to what I've been through with my friends, who gives a fuck what she did? It's not near as salacious oh, no, no, as my no. shit. <laughs> Look, she's a very, very honest and respectable woman, and she doesn't believe in cheating, and she would never cheat on the boyfriend she has now. And do you guys have never... a do you, do you guys co-parent pretty good? Yeah, yeah, we're completely amicable. There's no hard feelings. It was a mutual decision on both of our parts. You know, I fell out of love. I, I and you know what? In her defense, you know, I um. I neglected her. I'll be honest. I, I mean, you know, I, I was in John world and, and, and I, I don't, you know, that happens sometimes when you got all the shit going on. I make it a half million living in LA. I mean, you're in fucking John world cause I mean, I, and who's to blame you? Like, you know, and, and you know what? Thank you for being cool and stepping up and doing that. Not a lot of guys would say that. Yeah. And, and, I, but you know, I always love her. She's the mother of my children. And, and, you know, we just hung out, uh, this past weekend when we, Took my daughter to college, and you still uh, try to yeah. you still try to break off a little something something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I don't. I, I mean, you look, made three I, beautiful children together. She's. I mean, you know, you. I mean, she's like, man, you know, I know your homeboy can't. You know, remember the times that I made you squirt on the Jersey Pier? I mean, remember oh, that, babe? <laughs> 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 Bubba has that Bob Levy laugh. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> remember that time I made you shoot? Maybe I made you squirt like a sea dew in the fucking you know Coney Coney Island Express. Remember that, honey? <laughs> no, I honestly I don't. Like, look, look I'll be, I'm going to be very candid with you because I, I have to be honest. I wasn't attracted with, I, like, I wasn't sexually attracted to my ex-wife the last two or three years. The, yeah, because you started getting all that Tonight Show fucking groupie pussy, and that is no, A1 you know, shit. Look, 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 I'm a guy that should probably always be single. And, and I, I, I'm guessing by this conversation that so are you because you never know when a good cock comes, you know, comes around. You never know when I got to talk. You never, never know when I got an opportunity to suck Howard two times in one day. And so at that point, I don't want to be tied down with some bitch saying I can't go suck Howard off two times in one day, please. Hey, hey, here's one guy that I'd like, I'd like to get your opinion on because uh, all the guys on the Stern show, I don't, I don't really have a problem with anybody. I'll always love Robin and, and. You know, I even like Gary. I don't have a problem with him, but I mean, he's a backstabber. And 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 he look, 
after I left, I had plenty of moles telling me the same shit that I told you, that Gary would go on commercial break and trash me all the time. But that's what we all do. Everybody talks shit about everybody. Yeah, but, you know, then call me and ask me to, like, if I wanted a show on Sirius. Like, it was like, or if I wanted to come on the show. He was, like, just such a douche. But anyway, the one person who I really would love to beat the shit out of on that show, there's only one, Ralph. What do you think of Ralph? Uh, well, Ralph, Ralph is a survivor, okay, and, and, and 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 Ralph is. I've had my instances with Ralph. And oh yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I can't even really necessarily. It was just bitchy stuff. You know, anything involving yeah. Ralph is bitchy. And yep. and I, I don't know. As much as Ralph irritates me at times, I often think that his irritation sometimes is brilliant for the show and how he's positioned himself in life. I mean, who no. else? Who else could? Who else could do what Ralph is doing? And I think Howard pays him, and right, I think Howard pays him, and he's, you know, he's a Howard stylist. So, you know, and Ralph's mom lives in the Tampa area, and I, although I haven't yeah. seen. By the way, Ralph came to my wedding. I just want to let you know that. And um, no. well, 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 look, you know, I'm glad they all came because that because that marriage went well. <laughs> yeah, like as good as yours did, motherfucker. Say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I didn't have any kids. <laughs> was Hulk Hogan at your wedding? Yeah, Hulk Hogan was my best man in my wedding. Oh Jesus! I had Hulk. I had Hulk Hogan and I had Hulk Hogan and Howard Stern at my wedding. <laughs> was your wedding night a tag team with Howard and Hulk? Oh, that would have been fucking. Now that tape would have been nice, now wouldn't it? <laughs> um, Howard would never. Howard would never let another man see his tiny penis. Trust me. I don't know that it's tiny, my friend. I'm getting ready to suck it two times. I'll get back to you on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Ed. So, hey, uh, so wait, and let me ask because you know Royce keeps prompting me to ask about Brent. Well, let's just have Royce do the fucking interview. Fuck it, John. See you later, <laughs> Royce. What do you want to know, buddy? All right. So listen, Bubba. For, well, let me just back up. You you made a comment, and John asked you about the numbers. So Greenstein says to you, "We're cutting your budget by eighty percent." Right. Correct. Yeah. You're telling me it costs about six hundred k to run your show. What do you mean? Isn't that a, well, you're, you're saying you. Oh, no, you're oh saying yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. I went. I after that happened, I went to uh, this internet radioio.com, and we made a little, like quite a bit less. And so everybody, everybody had to take pay cuts. I think Brent went from like two twenty down to one twenty, and I think that yeah, everybody took like thirty percent pay cuts or something like that. Well, before I, before I even get to the Brent question, I guess what I'm getting at with Greenstein is he calls you in there. He doesn't have the balls to just say, hey, we're dropping your show. He gives you a, an insulting offer, which is really just showing you the door because how the hell are you supposed to operate with an 80% budget cut? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your point? I mean, like, who, I, thought, I thought you were supposed to be smarter than John. I guess you're not. <laughs> Nobody ever said that. Publicly. I, I just well, what, what it occurs to me though is that the model the model has changed, and I, where, where I'm going with this is I don't think whether it's you or anybody else, Sirius is looking for a broadcaster. I think they're getting out of the broadcasting business. They're in the access business. They got Pandora now. They're selling a monthly access. They're bringing in like the Jenny McCarthys, and they're giving celebrity shows. I mean, I just feel like there's nobody. I think that I think that, I think you're exactly right, Royce. And I think that they need to kind of still take a step back and realize that they brought a real rate. And, and John, at the end of the day, whatever problems you got with Howard, you know, he's he's you know, he, on the radio world, he's the biggest that ever was and will be. And so when Sirius needed to before they merged with XM, 
they needed to establish what they do, they brought a real radio guy in. And I don't I don't think that they they maybe get away from that a little bit, but I think they need to kind of get back to some of the roots of at the end of the day, we're still doing it's still satellite radio. And I think you need to bring radio guys in. I agree. And, and you know, I like I don't know that the Oprah thing worked out for them. I don't know if the Jamie Foxx stuff works out for them. It seems as though they're trying, you know, they're trying to be a little bit more star centric when not a lot of times and John you've done both you know being a, a star on TV or on the film or on film is not the same as doing a radio show radio people no. are it's different it's a different medium and how you communicate and engage your audience and I think that they they need to not get away from radio so to speak well not, and I agree and it, but but not just radio guys guys that are good at doing radio which I believe both you and I are but yeah very much so Maybe it hey. should be the Bubba and John show or something. Or I, you know what? I'd even let it be John and Bubba. I don't give a fuck no, as long no. as I'm in there. No, I would. I, like I said to you right in the beginning, you and I should do a show together. We obviously have chemistry here. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. But you said, uh, no, you're on this show. Oh, I was going to go to sleep. No, no. But Brent. So what's the question oh, well, about okay. Brent? So did oh, I, lo- I love fucking Brent. I was just curious. I, I know that that went down in an amicable way. But does Howard reach out to you and ask for your blessing in that hiring? Yes, he did. He did. Okay. He, uh, actually, um, Brent was working for oh god. Some, he went to L.A. and he was doing some kind of syndicated. Oh, god, I forget her name. She's like on Westwood One or something, and she's not real good. Um, she former actress or some bullshit. And Brent was pr- executive producing for her. And then I think I think there was a position open in the Howard world. Brent flew out there and interviewed. But Jeremy and those guys, everybody liked him. Howard personally called me. And said, listen, um, Bubba, we're thinking about hiring Brent, but absolutely I will not if you have a problem with it. And my exact answer was, you know what, Howard, I'd be honored to one of my guys be working for you, buddy. Go ahead. And, th- and, thank, you for, and thank you for asking. Well, well, see, that's very nice of you because you're like a normal good guy. And, that's, and, that, and, and I mean that. I'm not fucking with you. Because uh, you know, as compared to the other times that you fucked with me this entire interview, but other than no, that, we're good, buddy. No, 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 no. Because I'm going to give you a little, a, a little taste of uh, the guy who who you keep kissing his ass. Okay, Art. Okay, Howard. Right. Yeah. Uh, Howard's biggest thing to me was I should have came. I should have came to him before I signed the deal with NBC. Right. Yeah. Now Artie Lang told me at the time, you know, because I told Artie first that I was leaving. Artie was my best friend on the show, so. You know, and Which, by the way, I'm trying to get Artie on. I'm trying to get Artie on my show, and he, and and Artie. By the way, Artie was at my wedding, and did yeah. and did rails of cocaine uh, with Brent <laughs> at my wedding, and Great. Uh, and I got Artie. I, I had Artie hooked up with strippers and everything, and I'm trying to get Artie on the air, and I can't get him. I can't get him to return any of my shit. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get back to anybody. But listen, okay, Artie then goes. Oh, you, yeah, you should probably tell Howard. Okay, I said no, Artie, because if I tell Howard, Howard's going to cockbox me and away from this gig. Okay, Artie goes, nah, I wouldn't do that. Guess what happened? Okay, I, of course, signed the deal before telling Howard because I know Howard, and he would cock block it. So guess what happened, Bubba? It's in my book. Artie Lang has a chance to replace Craig Kilborn, and they're going to have different comics for two weeks, like four comics, and then they're going to pick the host. Rob Barnett's producing, Rob Barnett is producing the show. He does what Howard did with you. He decides he's going to call Howard and ask for his blessing of having Artie have a chance to fucking be a host of a late night network talk show. And you know what Howard says? What? Fuck you, Rob. You can't take my guy. Fuck you. 
But see, and then th- th- don't now. Rob no. and Rob doesn't take him, and Artie is screwed. Well, I understand that, and it's not good for Artie. But when you're a, when you're the boss and you've developed this this talent, he didn't develop. And, and Artie. Uh, but uh, listen, let's. Uh, I love Artie to death, and I'll stick up for Artie forever. But Artie's, you know, going with Howard after Jackie left certainly propelled uh, Artie to whole other levels. And I don't know that Artie would even be considered for that. What based on his Mad TV and shit like that? I don't know that how that that Artie well, would have even been considered. But hold on, I don't know that Artie would have even been considered for that gig had he not been in Howard's world. But let me ask you a question, okay? And this is the this is this is the lament I say on my show all the time. First of all, I, I don't know if you know my past. Ever since I was a little kid, I was asking goofy questions to people. So much so, on my fourth grade report card, the teacher wrote on my report card, John te- John tends to ask outrageous and penetrating questions in class and stutters when excited. That's my fucking, that's me. And that's great. Been, great. That's great, I've, by the way. Thank you. I've been this way all my life. Mine okay. was Bubba likes to cut line in the lunch, likes to cut in the lunch line and get an extra slab of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So look, yeah, Howard gave me my start. Howard gave Artie such a big platform. But at what point? Does, it, does the favor get returned in all the airtime I gave Howard? At what point does the favor get returned when Artie gives Howard all this great airtime and material? When does it become an even playing field? It's, but it's, it's, it, 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 maybe, it maybe never does, and it's not easy being Howard, and I only he could answer that question, and sometimes it never does get repaid. It just never does. It's like you know old school shit, and I can't necessarily say which one is right and which is wrong, but I certainly understand you know defection and having people leave that you've nurtured and made into – I mean, Artie was doing clubs. When he was with Howard, he was doing you know little arenas, like you know, five, eight, nine, ten thousand. It's just – I mean, it's, it's the Howard rub, and I can see where Howard would be mad. I don't know that Howard cock blocked him or anything like that, but you know I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that, Johnny. It's okay, Bubba. We, you know, you know, you know. I understand that you're still trying to get Howard's, uh, you know, to take one of your calls. See, I'm over all that stuff at this point. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still that, uh, you know, like I feel like Olivia Newton-John in Greece. I'm desperately, you know, uh, like I'm sitting waiting for Danny from the fucking Bowsers to call me back. <laughs> Are you stranded at the drive-in? I'm str- Yeah, I am. Beauty school dropout with fucking Frenchie and everything. I'm just telling you. <laughs> no, it's all good. But uh, so all right, I do so- think I do think if you could get over Hayden Howard, we could do a good show together. I do think that. But first of all, Bubba, I don't hate Howard. If I saw Howard in the street, I'd give him a big hug. You'd bitch and out. Bu- if you saw Howard, you'd totally bitch out. You'd be like, oh, Howard. How you do-? Like we all would. Yeah, Everybody bitches out to Howard when you see him. Dude, I've said it on this show a billion times. Royce and Frankie as my witness. Frankie B. Frankie B. Frankie B. Wiki, 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 wiki. Fucking Frankie B. I said on numerous occasions, I'm grateful to Howard. I, if I saw Howard in the street, I would fucking give him a hug. I would say thank you again, like the million times I have, and then say, hey, let's go grab a beer. Hey, we, got Frank, have- we got Frankie on the wheels. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> hey, yo, what's up? Welcome to fucking Jersey Shore. It's fucking Frankie B. Yeah, boy, on the one and twos. Fuck yeah, Frankie B. And my boy Oscar. Yeah, what's up, fucking Oscar? <laughs> hey, that's my boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you guys, now, do you, do you guys do all this out of a studio in L.A.? Is that where you guys, I mean, I can only imagine what rent costs in L.A. It's probably like 50 grand a month or something like that. I can't imagine it because Royce pays it. <laughs> Man, you got Royce bamboozled, do you not? <laughs> and, and no, no, Royce is a very, very smart businessman. I'm just fucking with you, Royce. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I, no, when, when I said Oscar's I want boy, Royce. I want Royce to talk more. I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> fucking. I'm over your shit, John. I want to talk to Royce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just wanted Oscar. When I said Oscar's my boy, you know, my son's name is Oscar. That's why. Oh, you know, I did not know that. I forgot. I called Royce Oscar. I didn't even no, know. No. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know Oscar was your boy. You got two what, two boys and one girl? Uh, two boys and one girl. Are you smoking weed right now? No, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> no, I no. I feel, like my, yeah, I, I feel like my parents just jumped in my room. Well, I'm not doing shit. Seriously. <laughs> hey, Bubba. What? Um, have you begged anyone that's famous? Have I what? Have you had sex with any famous person? Um, One. Who is it? I'm not fucking telling you. Oh, come on, I'm Bubba. Not. I'm not. Oh, I feel, hey, John, John, I feel like we're in a treehouse right now, and like we're playing truth or fucking dare right now. Hey, <laughs> come, hey, come on, Bubba. Come on. Spin. Every, the world wants to know. Come on. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the interviewer. Come on. Let me be your Barbara Walters here. Come on. Well, did you, you know what? I had Charlie Murphy in here one time. Remember, you know, God bless his little heart, Charlie Murphy back in the day. You banged the puppet? No. You know, Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother that's now dead. Oh, McCarthy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. and you know, you just said, Eddie, you just, you just said Barbara Walters. Did you know that, uh, Ed, that Charlie Murphy said that when Barbara Walters did her big interview with Richard Pryor back in the day, that, Pryor, yeah. that Richard Pryor fucked her? Really? That, yeah, and I, I, I got that when I was on Sirius XM, year, like in 08, 09. Um, so when anytime you bring the, anytime I see the word, anytime I see or hear Barbara Walters, the first thing I think of is Richard Pryor laying the steam of which when I went to Howard's and Beth's wedding, did you know I went to that? No. Yeah. At that real fancy fucking restaurant and Julian Barbary and, you know, I didn't go to that. And, uh, Billy Joel and Chevy yeah. Chase and yeah. Artie and me. Yeah. yeah. And you know who, what table I, I sat next to Sam Simon. God bless his little heart. Uh, poor Sam. Were you and um, Sam? Were you and Sam close? Not close, but we hung out, and you know, I I took him out on uh, a blind date with my ex wife's uh, good friend. Um, you should have you let Sam fuck your wife. You would have been in better shape. Well, yeah, but he's busy. He was too busy banging Ralph. But let me ask you a question. I think he was Bubba. too busy counting his fucking Simpson royalties. To be honest with you, exactly, or his Emmys. But let me ask you something. Yeah. I know you tried a nice deflection there, but you're not going to get the pit bull away from you here that easy, <laughs> Bubba. So just tell me, who is the celebrity you banged? She's not even a celebrity. Like, she was a celebrity for, like, a couple years. All right. And just, she was, like, one of these track acts that I was working at B96 in Chicago back in 1989. And she came to the Riviera Theater, and she was really a hot pop artist at the time. And, and I and I didn't fuck her or nothing. I fooled around with her, but that's the closest that I've ever come to messing around with somebody famous, other than my wife, who's now famous because she fucked Hulk Hogan, my ex-wife. Did, did you get a blowjob from this girl? Um, I got my dick rubbed. I got kind of okay. a, I kind of got a, I got like a jack in with a makeout. I got a jack in with a makeout. But like not over the pants. Like she really grabbed you. No, top. she had it. She had my missile out. She had that missile All right. out. Yeah. All right. So what's the girl's name? Come on. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, oh, come on, Bubba. Well, let's take some get 1989 pop star. Yeah. Is, 19- is it that redhead chick? Uh, was it Tiffany? Tiffany? I want to I want to zookeeper this up a little bit, you know, with, right. with the sound effects. Right, Debbie Gibson. I think it's pronounced Deborah. You guys will okay. never, ever, 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 ever in a million years. But she was really fucking popular. She had a huge hit. In 1989? 1989. 
Who? What was the, what was the name of the hit? Motherfucker, I'm no. not gonna spoon feed this shit to you, John Melendez. Poor Abdul. No. Uh, 89. Come on, Royce. You guys get three more guesses and then we're out. Three more guesses and we're out. And then we're moving on. Because let's let's talk about the star- let's talk about the fucking famous people you fucked. Young I mean, MC. Young M. <laughs> yeah, real motherfucking cheese. Vanilla. My my chat saying vanilla ice. Na- Nana, remember remember Nana Cherry Buffalo stance. Yeah, Jigolo. What was was she uh, Caucasian or African American? She was Caucasian. <coughs> All right, Caucasian. How about you, John? Now, John, after we guys, after you guys do not successfully guess mine, you have to give us some hints as to some of the famous people that you fucked in your. I, I only I, I bang one. I bang one Playboy um, centerfold, and well, two. I bang two Playboy centerfolds. Could have been Crystal Bernard from Wings, but uh, I was married at the time, and and I did you, get, did you get a handy on that deal? And I made out with. Um, Sandra Taylor, you know, uh, Sandy Buckhorn. I made out with her a couple of times. Probably right, could have right. probably could have banged her at the Playboy Mansion. Did you have cigarette did you have cigarette breath? Uh no, she was busy eating like Cheetos and she had all No, but you did, you don't smoke cigarettes anymore, do you? No. No, no. But you know, like making out with an ashtray, that might have hurt you a little bit. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Michelle Shocked? Who? Michelle Shocked? That's the first uh, guess. You I got guess. you got two more. Two more. Mid year. Who? All right, well, maybe, they, I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, all right, well, come on. Hold on, we have two more tries. Frankie B, 80, 1989. <laughs> Hold on, I got to get the right music for Frankie B, all right. Yeah, this is fucking Frankie B on the wheels of steel. Yeah, boy, it wasn't Tiffany, and it wasn't motherfucking Debbie Gibson, man. And, you know, it wasn't Nana Cherry. Uh, it was Martika, Toy Soldiers. Yeah, boy, fucking Frankie G. Holly Johnson? No. Last guess, last guess. Wait, wait. Wait a second. Why are you in control of how many guesses we get? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, John, you've already said yours. That's all you've had. I mean, John, you were a big time star with that on the on the Tonight Show. Come on, man. You know, but I was married. Don't you understand? For that entire run, can you imagine if you would have been single while you were on top of stuff, top making you know eight nine hundred grand with helicopter rides to work? I mean, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I mean. What was I've your t- when you worked for Leno? And you, what was your typical day? Like you had to have your jokes in by three fifty-five. But what time did you get to the lot? Well, it depends. When I was just the announcer, I was writing jokes, but I write it from home. I didn't have to get there till um, till one o'clock. Do the announce, and then and then go to the rehearsal, and then maybe shoot a couple of bits, and then uh, and then that's it. Hang out and. But what time did you get home? Get there at one and get home when. Uh, like five thirty, six, and then I come home, and my wife would have dinner already. We go there, and then you know that was it. I would fucking you know like four hours home. a day, half a million a year. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? But that's not. Sh- no. But that's you know a half a million a year is a lot, but it's not that much in L.A. It's tough out there, isn't it? No, it, it isn't that much. But but also like Bubba, like you have to understand, it's television. We got free fucking yeah. lunches, cars, free, free food, free everything. You know. I mean, oh, hey, Bob, I'll tell you a funny one. I don't know if I ever told this on the air. Um, one of the um, pages was uh, Lindsay Stevenson, McLean Stevenson's daughter. Do you remember McLean Stevenson? Yeah. Yep. You know, from MASH. Mm-hmm. So she picked me up after I got my colonoscopy. You know? 
right, right, right. So she picks me up. You know, I'm still on coming down from the drug they give you. You know, that drug. And you're probably hungry as fuck because they don't let you eat all day. So you're just fucking starving. That's the first thing that hit my brain. Imagine that. Of course. But yeah, so we go to Mulberry Street Pizza, which is like the closest to New York pizza in L.A. Right. And then and I grab a couple slices and then she takes me back to the Tonight Show lot. And then like an idiot, I go, oh, I heard that you're McLean Stevenson's daughter. She goes, yeah, yeah. I go, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. Tell him I said hi. She goes, John, he's been dead for five years. <laughs> oh, but that, that might have, but did you get pussy then on it? <laughs> no, but I know somebody that did. Yeah, well, see, I thought we were, I mean, just being uncomfortable in front of her is one thing, but maybe maybe getting some Cheeto fingers on her is another thing. No, I didn't, you know, I, I, you I didn't get Cheeto. I, you didn't get Cheeto fingers? I missed the opportunity, but now, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to hit on, like, chicks, like, like Pam Anderson now. She's like. Yeah, she's that's like, right in your fucking power alley right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she's getting older now. Like maybe maybe Tony, like maybe Tony Katane. Yeah, like 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 maybe it's like I think I have to go after like sixty-five year old. Like no, uh, I think you need to go like between forty-five and fifty-five. No, but I'm saying, Bubba, like a guy like me, if I hit on girls that I like, like 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 a girl that was really hot, but now like has hit the wall, kind of, but still bangable, like like a Heather Locklear. Like, maybe that's what I should be hitting on now. Cause, I think fuck, you should be Heather Lockler's life coach and just fucking talk yeah. her down off the ledge and be the nice yeah. guy. And exactly. then, get, I mean, just think about that. Think about the Peter-in-laws you would be. You got Richie Sambora. You got Tommy Lee. You may not even hit the sides if you try to fuck that. No, but I know, but it doesn't, I don't care because I could still say, like, you know, Five years after I banged, yeah, I banged Heather Locklear. I don't have to say what year. Yeah, it was. you don't got to say that it was circa 2020. You can say that yeah. it was circa, you know, 92, and she was hot as fuck with the Farrah Fawcett feathered hair deal. Yeah, so Crystal Bernard, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I'm available still. I mean, I wasn't then, but I am now. Who would be I, like I, uh, my? Who would be your absolute it girl? Like mine is Minka Kelly. Like mine is mine is Mila Kunis. Oh yeah, she's hot. She's hot, but. And she looks like she'd be a freak, too. Like an absolute oh, fucking freak. Definitely. Wild, crazy, fucking she'll take it in the ass. What's the freakiest What's the freakiest bitch you've ever had? Oh, Not necessarily fuck. by name, but like, you know, what no, was it? No, a, no, was no, it a, no. Like, were you in Austin, Texas doing the fucking, you know, the okie doke no. club and you met this, no. this wild Texan no. chick? No. This girl in L.A., an attorney who I would bang... It was like right after I got divorced. I would bang her like all the time. She would tell me to like strangle her and slap her and like tr- like really like beat her up. How old? How, how old was she? She she's about like maybe forty five. And yeah. and I would like bang her. And then one time I banged her in the ass. And and then she shit all over my cock. Oh, you know what? I got poop dick one time on the on St. Pete Beach, and I swore off of it. I've never done it since. It's the worst. <laughs> oh God! And then. The smell, the stench, talk about power of attorney. It, it was, it just filled the air. And it was like, she's like, don't look down, don't smell. And she grabbed the fucking towel, yeah. wet, wet my cock down. And then we just started banging her in. I started banging her in the pussy. Oh, that's that nasty. You're a nasty New Jerseyan is what you are. Oh, my God. It's nasty. Um, oh, that's nasty. No, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm New York, man. I'm not you from gave, Jersey. You gave her poop pussy then, didn't you, buddy? That's right. But oh. you know what? She probably enjoyed it. Cause she you are from New York, out. but that's a Jersey tactic, motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now. Well, getting, I, poop, I, on, getting poop on your dick and then going back in for the vaginal reentry. That's a, that fucking that's awful. I can't argue with you. I banged this chick from uh, Sleaside Heights once. I had her fucking 
you know, because my friend never got laid. I did what you did. I just said to my friend, here, yeah, you know, go, you know, I go, can you blow my friend? So she did, you know, and then, and then next morning I woke up and uh, she left and she stole my ring. You know, one time I was a Larry, Larry Bird's brother, Jeff Bird, was my roommate at Indiana State University. Wow. And, and he was kind of, uh, you know, shy and backwards. And I was a big time radio guy in, in Terre Haute, Indiana, doing top 40, playing Falco, Rock Me Armadeus, and the Janet Jackson Nasty. And I had this big, heavy girl named Candy. And so she met me at, uh, at our room. And I told Jeff, I go, Jeff, I'm going to have this big girl blow you. Okay. Because, you know, you're my best friend and everything. And she's like a groupie deal. And I said, but she's going to blow me first. And, you know, you have to go like kind of outside the room while I get blown. And then I farted in her face like a bit like a real big fucking fart. And <laughs> Jeff Bird goes, damn, Bubba, I didn't know you could fart on girls and they'd still like you. <laughs> so, look, get the zookeeper music already. Uh, Bubba, get the zookeeper music. All right, hold on here. Here we go. Uh, okay. okay I, hey, Bubba, I, are you saying that Jeff was a bird brain? <laughs> I don't know if that joke's worse than how to, the, uh, than the power of attorney joke that you tried to slide in that I didn't fucking laugh at. I think that you, I think, I think the stuttering John just needed a setup for his poop dick joke, so he did the stuttering. He did the fucking. <laughs> You, you got me. You got I me. got you, John. You fuck. Don't be talking bad about my boy Howard, you motherfucker. That's my guy. I'll beat your ass up. Your boy Howard fucking goosing you behind your back, but you still kiss his ass. I don't give. I still suck his dick twice. I don't give a fuck. I'm loyal, my friend. I'm loyal. That guy fucking resurrected me when I was shit. I was thrown off the radio. Didn't have a fucking chance in world. And whatever I got left today is because he, you know, he gave me a rub. I'm just telling you. All right, listen. Hey, you know, at least he did good. I mean, look, he I'm did good. He that. did. He did good by me. Now, what he says, but listen, we all talk shit about people behind their fucking back. You just got a couple little bitch ass bulls that are being dicks about it over there in fucking serious land. First of all, I'm telling you right now, Bubba, that when I hang up this phone, but don't. I, I feel gonna, like I feel like I'm talking to my neighbor. He's gonna come kick my ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> when I hang no. up this fucking phone, you're gonna see me on your front lawn. Come no. on, dear fucking no. pussy. I'm no, gonna no. kick your ass. <laughs> no, no. When I <laughs> when I hang up this phone, I'm yeah. gonna say to, I'm gonna say to my buddies Royce and Frankie B. I like that Bubba dude. He's a good dude. Hey. I'm not gonna. Be I'm I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell people, you know what? I don't know what. Well, how the fuck can you talk any shit about stuttering, John? I like that guy. That guy's all right in my book. Yeah, see, I'm not going to say anything bad about you. So, no, everybody doesn't talk shit about yeah, everybody. Yeah, but in the business, you know, in the radio business, like if you were another radio guy, we'd be talking shit about each other. I used to talk shit about Opie. I didn't even know the guy, and I now I love him. Of course. Oh, you know. he's not a bad guy. And you I know mean, what? Howard is such a big-time star that he's got all these little fucking mole bitches that because he is a big-time star that it's easy to talk shit about. You don't see anybody talking about J.D. Harmeyer now, do you? Because he ain't a fucking big-time star. But when you're a big-time star, you get everybody fucking hating on you. Period. No. No. I Listen to me. I worked with J.D. Harmeyer. And, the guy and by the way, was, I love J.D. Harmeyer. I okay, do. Here we go. You love everybody. Here, but here you go. <laughs> you are the love sponge. But here you go. J.D. Harmeyer was the biggest asshole even when I was there. Yeah, he is a little dry and stiff. He is. Yeah, he's a dick. He's, he's almost as big as a dick as Ralph. And then that's the only two people I, I can honestly say over there that, that I, I, like, I wouldn't mind smacking in the face. The, the, like, those are the only two. Well, we have established that if you saw Howard out to dinner, you'd completely bitch out. If I saw Howard, I'd give him a hug. I'd say, look, it's all radio. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, and, you know, I'm, and I got inside information that Bubba wants to suck your dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Two times. Two times. But, but, but in all honesty, Howard, it's only to get away from the thought of blowing Gary. Yeah, true. I mean, it, well, I don't know. I'd probably suck Howard's dick for pleasure just to get that job back. You know, whatever. Oh, boy, man. No way. I've never I sucked would... a dick in my life. I've, you know, but hey, I mean, you know, what's to say what's wrong with it? It's just, you know, it's have just you, it's cost of doing you, business. Have you ever uh, touched another man's penis with your hand? Um, no, I don't think so. Like, uh-huh. what do you mean you don't think so? <laughs> no, I, I, I can say that I haven't. I mean, I, no, I don't think I have. Okay. Like in the, right. in the three or four threesomes that I've had in my life, I, I, I don't think that I've ever touched a dick. I've okay. always tried. I, I don't try to side saddle. I always try to go north, south, and south and north, you know. I know. You, I have, this, you, have you ever had a threesome? Oh, God, I've had plenty. In fact, the first one I had was right in uh, Dallas, Dallas City Limits, ladies and gentlemen. Now, have you had any two guys and a girl, or has it always been two girls and a guy? The only time there was another guy involved was a guy I told you about in, in Sleaside Heights, and I, it was just because, you know, like you know, he he went he went down on her, and then and she blew me. But then that was about it. And then my that's friend not real. That's not real hot. No, it's not. And and, and it, it got worse because then my friend opened the door of this shitty hotel that we had in Sleaside Heights, and a piece of the stucco fell off the ceiling right into my mouth, and I swallowed it. <laughs> In the next 45 minutes, I was hacking, trying to get the flake of paint out of my throat. Ugh. So it was, yeah, it was it, the, the whole thing was awful. Uh, stuttering John. Now, are you touring currently, John, or no? Yes. In fact, Bubba, thanks for asking. I will be, uh, I will be headlining the Portland Comedy Festival uh, in Oregon. Uh, this, uh, in I wonder what Portland, or- I wonder what Portland, Oregon bitches are like. Are they? Have you had them before? No, but the, the, I, I did go there to do a correspondent piece for piece for the tonight show and I, and it's a beautiful state it's it's green it's beautiful and uh i i will i am gonna be there october 4th which is my birthday bubba and then october by the 5th. way that's my sister's birthday october 4th there you go now now john out of all the places you, you my sister is was born in 70 is she hot yeah she's pretty she's got big tits but she's married she's married to a to a filthy egyptian man and uh, i don't you know it's uh he's a very He's a very nice guy, but, you know, I always check for backpacks at family gatherings, you know. <laughs> he's a fucking computer whiz. He's a really, you know what, he's a super good guy. And, you know, I want to not like him because he's fucking my sister. But at the end of the day, he's super cool. So it's tough. Like, it's tough to get by the fact that he lays the fucking Egyptian rail to my sister. But he's a good guy. I like All right. him. All right. Have you ever had a girl put on a strap on and fuck you in the ass? No. Oh, that would hurt. I have a hard time with some of my fucking cow-like turds, let alone. <clears throat> now, now, John, where do you come up with that out of nowhere that you're projecting at this point? No, because there's a guy at the pub that I hang out with that, that, that's done that. And, and I don't know. I, I, I have a hard by, enough time getting my prostate check, and I think that's constant pressure on your prostate, ain't it? And, by the way, there's somebody uh, that I'm not going to mention his name who you know at Sirius who uh, is a very dear friend to Howard, who me and Baba Bowie, we all speculated that he also enjoys that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I mention- know you like to talk shit about Ralph, but stop, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? 
It, it his his name begins. No, begin let's not even R. go. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go it to stuff. I'm already hated enough. I'm not going to spread strap on rumors, buddy. No way. Okay. All right. Have you ever had a girl's her digit in your ass? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's I like to. that's like you know 1988 yeah. shit. Out of all the out of all the cities that you've toured in, who has the most aggressive, hottest chicks? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times I hear from famous people, Dallas has got a really good stable of girl yeah. of girls. I would say I would say Dallas, Phoenix. I would say Dallas, Florida, and New Orleans. Florida is just straight white trash capital of the world, is it not? Oh, and also Cleveland. Like you know, that's where I banged the porn. I mean, that's where I banged the uh, porn star. The Who, what porn star was it? No, no, it was the, it was the Playboy. Uh, oh, but that's and that's another thing. The Playboy Playmate, I banged. She was the playmate in 1990. I banged her in 1994. So, you know, that was so still she fairly. She was still fairly on the vine there. Still, yeah. Hey, look. I mean, was it was a was a good pussy? Yeah, she's the one who you know. We ate buffalo wings and then and then fucked. You know, yeah, and then she's the one who put her finger in my ass and then I got hemorrhoids. The next morning, I I, I was in fucking. Now, does your does your stuttering increase when you got a finger in your ass, or does it tend to like maybe even you out a little bit? Like you like like I mean, how does that go? All right, uh, you know, okay, all right, you got me on the power. You just came down to the bird brain level, okay? <laughs> I know, I know, I did. <laughs> when stud, but John, out of all the years, of all the play years, the, play the zookeeper music. For at, at, hold on, here we, hold on, let me hear. Here, 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 here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, we got, hey, we got stuttering, we got stuttering, John on the phone right now. And John, let me tell you something. Does your stuttering increase or decrease when you got a finger in the ass? Uh, now you got to admit, though, out of all, out of all the radio interviews you've ever done, nobody's been able to ask you that question, John Melendez. Don't even lie. It did not uh, increase, but the next morning I had to perform, and I played our hit song. I'll talk my way out of it on the stage in front of 10,000 people in Cleveland, and my ass was on, uh, as Artie Lang would say, on fire. Yeah, like a balloon knot coming out of your asshole, right? Oh, it was, oh, God, it fucking hurt. So in all the years and all the radio interviews and all the times that you've been on the air and all the shit that you've done, nobody's ever asked you. When you have a finger in your ass, does your stuttering increase or decrease? You got it. That that's pretty revolutionary, there, buddy. No, you know what? It's not true. One person asked me. It was Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, after she fucked uh, uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, right after she fucking banged Richard. I can't believe Barbara Walters. Fuck. Now I don't know that to be true, and a man that's now officially deceased is the one that said that. But I do have the tape of him saying that. I really do. Who? Wait. Who told you? Eddie. I told you, motherfucker. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Eddie oh, Murphy. I didn't, I didn't know he was dead. Yeah, Charlie Murphy died. What uh, Oscar? What a couple years ago? I mean, Roy, Royce. Ago? Royce. I keep wanting to call you Oscar. I don't know why. I don't know. Royce. Are you Rolls Royce? Are you there? I'm here, Bubba. Uh, Google when, if you could, when Charlie Murphy died. I think it might have been two years ago. Rolls Royce. Can you be any more fucking top forty radio? Fucking Rolls Royce. Car wash, <laughs> motherfucker. Car wash. Remember car wash? Yes, of course. Yeah. 2017, by the way, 2017, and I, I, I need to find the interview of when he said that uh, Barbara Walters. By the way, Barbara hey. Walters was at Howard's wedding. Did you know that? At least he would would reveal something other than you, who won't even tell us what 89 fucking uh, you know pop star gave you a handjob. John, mean, if on. I told you know what, John, I'll DM you because I don't. Right. I mean, I don't want to like. I, I'm really afraid of getting sued nowadays. I've been sued like five times, and I'm five and zero. Oh, but it just really it drains your bank account right down to zero when you get sued. 
Yeah, but that's where my bank account is anyway. Do you see yourself coming to Tampa at all? Like, do you, have you booked any deal? I, I, did, uh, I did work at Side Splitters uh, last time I was there. You know, I... Uh, and you know, know what? You that. probably did. The guy that stole and distributed my sex tape through Tony Burton, you probably did his show, Mike Calta. I think I, you, you know what I I, I did do his yes, show. Yes, you did. He's he that used to be my show. He was my intern. But he was he was yeah, formerly right. my he was my intern. He's the one that has all the comedians in town. Historically, I don't do you know comedian interviews. I I just it's like so Bob and Tomish, and yeah, so I know, I, know yeah. I could I knew that this wouldn't be that. This would be no. you know more about what we've done so far. Which by the way, we're we're going on two hours, and I'm having a great time. I don't know about you. Not, yeah, of course. But I'm waiting for your DM. I. You know, I have it open here. Hey, I'm having a great time here with Stutter and John on the fucking phone. It's really peeling it back a notch. You know, we found out that he got poop dick from a lawyer, power of attorney on the deal. And we found out that he got his asshole fucking fingered with a hemorrhoid deal in Cleveland, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, Bubba, DM me the chick that you, you know, that you get the hand job from. I, you know, I, I will. And but you, John, now, motherfucker, you like to tell, say, you like to tell a lot of fucking secrets publicly. So don't get no, on your podcast and be like, hey, no, for all hey. you guys that wanted to know who Bubba fucking and you know, got a hand job from you have you have my word. I will not say her. Well, that name didn't mean ever. shit either. I'm just telling you, your word don't mean no, shit. No, it does. I I I'll, I'll never say her name. I'll say what song she's famous for. I'll never say her name. Motherfucker, you can't. She only had one hit fucking song. I'm only kidding, Baba. What was the hook? I'm not. It, the hook is the song, motherfucker. I ain't doing it, John. You idiot. No, that, that was buffoon. That was Rolls Royce, dumbass. Are you, still, are you still? Are you still? Are you still buying and selling houses? That's what your wiki said that you buy and sell houses still. I I I have done that since nineteen. You did that. You did that in in fucking Hoboken or wherever the fuck you live. Did I, you not? I, I, I bought over ten to twelve houses, all mostly all for profits. Now I'm doing it for other people. On the side, when I'm not doing this great show, and when I'm not fucking getting stoned with Rolls Royce and Frankie B. I love that. I wish I had the car wash. I would probably get a copyright infringement on YouTube, but I played the fucking Rolls Royce cars wash car wash. <laughs> but, but I promise, I I'll never say her name, ever. And well, I, 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 I and I'm but you're dying to know, are you not? You're absolutely fucking dying to yeah. know. Yeah, because I'm an inquisitive person. I've always been this way, and that's why I was great at the interviews. That goes I, back to what the second grade teacher says, that you were a fucking buffoon that was trying to cause trouble all the time. Yes. I No, you know what it was? It came from insecurity and curiosity. I asked girls if they had hair down a year because I was bald as a fucking, you know, as fucking uh, Telly Zavallis. There's an old reference. And I will, uh, I could have said you'll Brenna, but I, I didn't have any hair. I know. But I will say, in sixth grade, Bubba, you'll appreciate this. All the boys in human sexuality, our dads were there. They were all afraid to ask questions. Me, I asked everything. How many holes does the girl have? Where is the G spot? But you know, and if you put your dick in an ass, will you get poop joke? Will you get poop yeah, dick so yeah, you can set up a lame yeah. joke back in night twenty nineteen? Yes, yes. I was asking all those questions, and then all the boys started handing me their cards, and all the dads were laughing except my father, whose fucking head was in his hands, fucking. Going, oh my fucking son is just fucking unbelievable. Now was right? your dad was your dad old school in the way that you know the years that we grew up? You know, dads would whip your ass back in the day, and my, you know, I got my ass. Yeah. I grew up in Indiana, yeah. and I, yeah, got, I my, got my ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I just the way. It, that's just the way it was. You just got your ass yeah. kicked. That's just the way it was. Yeah, but like it, it was different. Like he didn't beat you up for any rational reason. Like he beat you up because you asked him to help you with 
you know, your homework. I mean, there was no real. Well, one it, time I was, well, we were, I wasn't painting fast enough. We were repainting the house and I was like, you know, fucking belly aching about it. And my dad just went to commence to kicking my ass. Well, I didn't ask about it ever again. You know, I mean, like, that's the way, the way <laughs> shit went. So hold on. So the last thing I want to talk about is the right. Secret Service thing. And if a lot of people don't know, is that you actually infiltrated and got a hold of Donald Trump. And yeah. we're acting like I think it was uh, a senator from New Jersey, um, Bob. Uh, yes, Senator Bob, Bob Menendez. Yes, and you you tricked everybody that you were Senator Bob Menendez, and yeah. you got Donald Trump on the phone when he was traveling on Air Force fucking one. Yes, I had, and you had like a yeah. four minute conversation with him, and it got distributed everywhere, and it's funny as fuck, and yeah. th- and it was funny as fuck. But what yeah. happened afterwards? Yeah, I got Jared Kushner and Trump. That I didn't even call them; they called me from Air Force One. That's how lame that. You know, they're, they're, uh, you know, uh, they're, I'm, I'm stuttering on bees. They're, you're fucking freaking out right now, aren't you? Cause you're worried about the boys kicking your door down right now. No, no, no. Well, they, they already banged and were kicking on my door. I wasn't home. I was busy drinking with Royce at the pub and we were, you know, we were all fucking celebrating. And then the next morning, my agent called me and said, the, the, the secret service wants me to call. And I did. I asked them if they were going to arrest me. They said, they can't tell me. So I hired uh, Avenatti, the attorney, right. and and then he got me out of everything. So you hired him, and he made it go away. Did you ever have to talk to the Secret Service guys? Um, no. Well, only, yeah, I talked to him on the phone, but I never went to the interview because I got gonna... han- I got handcuffed to a fucking desk in in Tampa, Florida, by the Secret Service agents in nineteen like ninety seven. Why? So, um, by the way, uh, Mike Calta was my co-host, and I had I just got a new printer at my house, and I said, "Hey, Mike, uh, his name was Cowhead. That's what we called him. I said, "Hey, Cowhead, look at this," and I showed him four dollar bills, you know, real dollar bills, like real ones. And I go, "Look," and and I said, "I got a whole bunch of more of these where this came from because I had like you know." I owned a nightclub at the time, so I had like $50 in ones from the pool table machine or some bullshit. And I I insinuated, I just kind of like smart-ass zookeeper insinuated that I printed them off my new printer, right? But I, yeah. never, but I never said it. I was just like, hey, printers are so good nowadays. And, hey, have you seen these? Look at them. And like, he was like, oh, my God, yeah. those look so good. And I said, well, take these out and see if they work in the fucking you know, chip machine, the, the, the snack machine. Well, of course they worked. And this yeah. is when radio was far more theatrical and you know, not visual at all. And you had to paint this bigger picture, you know. Yeah. And so he went in and he was like he took a little wireless mic out to the snack into the cafeteria and he put like – four of these dollars that were real dollars into the machine. And it worked because they were real fucking dollars. And yeah. so the next thing you know, 20 minutes later, the, I don't know if you know this or not, but the secret service are not, is not only in charge of protecting the president, but they're in charge of counterfeiting as well. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, but I do know. Yeah. So next thing you know, 15, 20 minutes later, they come into the studio just like the movies with their fucking glasses and their black, you know, sport coats, yep. and they turn the mics off and said, you go to this room and you go to that room. They separate us, and they start in th- thinking that I, you know, printed dollar bills out. So I'm like, yeah. I didn't. I was just doing a radio gig. They followed me to my house, took my fucking computer, took it down to the, to the, F- to the, uh, to the Secret Service headquarters, took me with it, Put me inside this room, handcuffed me to a desk, and went through my entire hard drive to make sure that I wasn't counterfeiting. And then said, if we get an influx of more counterfeiting problems in Tampa, Florida, for the next two weeks, we're going to consider it. People are taking it. They're copycatting off of what you did, and you'll be charged for it. 
Holy shit. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. But nothing yeah. happened because they were real fucking dollars. But I got, I got, I got in more trouble for that than you did actually calling a goddamn president. I know because you know what? Because I, because I found out, and my youngest son told me that. But the law is that you can't impersonate. Is there an uh, R in law? <laughs> no, but I'm from New York. <laughs> the law, L A R W, law. Yeah, that's right. All right. So the law says what, Johnny? <laughs> the law. Hey, by the way, fucking Rolls Royce like that when I got to pop out of that bitch. Yes, of course. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Frankie D liked it too. Motherfucker, that was a good joke. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. What's up, Frankie fucking D? All right. So go ahead, John. Uh, what's, what's the law? The law is that uh, you uh, you can't impersonate uh, a politician for monetary gain. And but the, but the thing is, I didn't make any money off of it, so they really had. Well, you were ready to, to though, boy. You had to turn the money. You were ready to fucking distribute that eighteen ways a Sunday, and you had to bring that right down to zero, didn't you, kid? No, I I didn't make a dime off of it. Uh, I already had my book deal in place, so I didn't make anything extra. So, uh, you know, they really didn't have any charges. Now, but, but, but hold on. But meanwhile, you actually have somewhat of a relationship with Donald for when you did the, uh, you know, the cabbie deal. And, yeah. and so you and you've ridden on his on his on his uh, helicopter and you saw him yeah. backstage. So were you able to make contact with him after time? Like, hey, this is Stutter and John Donald. I was just fucking around. No, but, you know, he knows me. I've interviewed him in the past. I mean, he's got me hotel rooms for free. I mean. He's taking me out to lunch, uh, you know, in Atlantic City. Like, like that might have had that might have had something to do with why they were so light on him because he may have called up and said, "Listen, I know that fucking rascal," and so just kind of rough him up a little bit, but we'll let him go. Yeah, that's why I, I think he was just like he, he's just like ah, it's stuttering John being stuttering John. I'm you know, it, it was look out of all the shit he has to worry about, that's the least of his worries. That poor honest. guy's going through fucking hell right now, is he not? I mean, he can't do anything. They're all just fucking with him. Well, come on. I mean, I you know, I look. I know people in Tampa probably all the right wingers, but no, I mean, not at all. I I'm right down the fucking middle. I could care less what the fuck's going on. To be honest with you, there's nobody. Right, well, in, there's nobody in there that can make it any better. Hillary would have been worse than this guy. No but, no, but that's not it. But what he did now with the Ukrainian president is an impeachable offense, and that's it. End of story. No, they'll, they'll never. They'll never get him. Well, I don't know because now, and they have him on tape admitting that he, you know that he's done it. So don't talk it, about me. Don't talk about me and being on tape. That's not good, buddy. No, but I'm still waiting for your DM. I mean, you know, I just wanted to have, have my reaction. Oh, to you all, you want me to do it to you right now? Yeah. So oh, okay, I'm not hold on. Say the name. I, I swear wanna... to God, John, I will kick your fucking ass if you. Dude, I swear, dude. I will come to L.A. and I will be that guy outside of your fucking deal, kicking your I, ass. I will never right, ever do that to you. All right, here we go. So here, here, right, here we go. Here we go. Take me off a wide camera, Frankie B. Hold on. Hold on here. All right, I'm here. Hold I'm on. looking at I'm, you. Buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm not real good at spelling. Okay, here we go. And I and yep. and, and let and let fucking Rolls Royce see it as well. But don't put it on camera, John. I swear to God, motherfucker. Here we go. I'm yeah. sending it to you right now. All right. You should. I DM'd it to you just now. Okay. All right. You misspelled the name, but I got it. I saw it. I got Hold on. It. You did. I thought you'd put it over a little more than that. I mean, come the fuck on, man. That's not too. It's pretty good, ain't it? I think we're disappointed. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Rolls Royce. And you too, Frankie B. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking Frankie B, and I never fucked around with anybody but Rolls John's coattails. Yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, motherfucking, yeah, I'm on the Coney Island Express this weekend. Frankie B, yeah, the wheels are motherfucking steal. Yeah, boy. Actually, <laughs> actually, Bubba, she is a pretty hot chick. 
I mean, well, I, it was. I mean, now, John, I'm also sending you my cell phone number so that you and that fucking Rolls Royce and maybe even Frankie B, you know, can have hey, it. Yeah. Hey, 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 do you ever come out here? Yeah, I was just out there uh, in in uh, May. I was just out there in May. And, oh, you should have fucking you should have fucking looked me up. I would have fucking uh, taken you out to some good times out here. Can I tell you how fucking lame I am? I got there. I stayed in Culver City. Which I hate. Uh, by the way, I hate L.A. Like I fucking uh, hate it. I hate L.A. Yeah. more than anything in the world. I fucking hate it. Bunch of Why? Pre, bunch of pretentious cocksuckers that live out there. That's you know? true. A lot of a lot of phony people. Which is yeah. why I'm very I'm very close to Rolls Royce and Frankie B. They're exactly. Real. They're real boys. Yeah, boy. And so yeah, yeah, yeah motherfucking Frankie B. Is real as it gets straight from Jersey City, motherfucker. Yeah, boy. Frankie B. In the house. Now we're in Jersey City. Next is Wildwood. Yeah, yeah. No, Childwood. I, I, I used to, I was a radio guy in Philly. Hey, you want to hear, John, you want to hear the greatest story? Hey, Stuttering John and Frankie B. Hey, you. Stuttering John, our paths. Ottawa. Were you at the John DeBella Ottawa. funeral? Yes. All right. So it, this is 1990, and Howard yeah. is the number one slinging dick in Philly. And yep. I'm afternoon drive on Q102, WIOQ in Philly, and I was only there for a minute. And, uh -huh. and Howard was such a, you know, it was such a big deal when he beat DeBella. And they had that yeah. funeral down in the courtyard, remember? remember? Yep, I and was Je there. And Jessica Hahn was there. Yep. And Howard did this little pre-interview thing. Like, he had to go up these, like, like in the, in the some kind of hallway. And it had big wood, wood floors and stuff, right? Yep. So I, I, was was a, I was a radio personality for Easy Communications, did Afternoon Drive on Q102, the Top 40 station. Not even, yeah. not even the, you know, a talk station, nothing like that. And my program director, Mark Driscoll, said, "Bubba, because I was afternoon drive. You're gonna take the Q102 van and go to the Howard Stern funeral and do live call-ins to our morning show on the Howard funeral." So I went there, and when Howard did his press conference before, remember he had that little press conference in yeah. that? I was there, and I was so with my little Q102 mic flag and shit, and I was so afraid to ask any. I didn't ask any questions or nothing. But wow. I, but I, but I was, I was there reporting live for our fucking radio station. Holy shit! And you didn't ask a question. Come I didn't on, ask one. I was fucking. I was. A, I was locked the fuck up. I didn't know what to do. I was just playing Debbie Deb Lookout Weekend for fucking. You know, I was playing eight records an hour. I was being Frankie B. You know, fucking going down the child. Yeah, boy, the new Q102. We're here in Bala Kenwood down the Schuylkill Hill. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, Will Smith is coming up next in summertime on Q102. Yeah, boy. Did, did you meet me at all? No, I didn't. Any? I didn't meet anybody. I just I was like uh you know like two rows behind the press, and I was just fucking like oh my god, that's Howard Stern. There's motherfucking how there's John and there's Robin and there's Jessica Hahn, and I think Smoking Joe Frazier was there. Yeah. Was, yeah. was it Smoking Joe? Yeah. And they did the funeral right underneath John Debella's window of his studio. Did they not? Did they not? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, so, they did. So that yes, is. I, I was there. I mean, and that's the infamous time that I. The infamous uh, time that I jumped into the uh, bathtub with Howard, Jackie, and Jessica Hahn, and I allegedly turned all the water black. Because you're, because you're, oh, you know why? Because you fuck girls in the asses, and that, uh, and that poop was coming off your dick. <laughs> hey, 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 I got, hey, hey, I got hey, power of attorney one time in Philly too. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, fucking him from coast to coast in the ass. Yeah, boy. And that's where on in, in the bus ride home. On the bus ride home. Uh, I, I put a uh, pair of Jessica Hahn's lingerie in Jackie the Joke Man's uh, suitcase, unbeknownst to him, and hoping that Nancy, his wife, would find it and, and go ballistic. And then Jackie 
found it like like moments before his wife came in a room and ran in the backyard and fucking buried it. <laughs> like, like, a, like a bone. And then the next morning is the infamous Jackie the Joke Man apology on the Stern Show. Bubba, I don't know if you know this, but he goes, you know, I just want to apologize to my wife, Nancy. I was wrong and stupid. And Howard, please don't make a mockery of this. You remember any of that? Yeah, I do. I do remember it. Have you? Had, let me ask you. Have you ever had any um, chance to meet with Jackie or hang out with Jackie? No. Um, when we were up at Sirius, you know, with, working with Howard, Jackie was still doing some, like, weekend stuff and stuff. And I met Jackie a few times, but never really hung out. Never. I think I interviewed him once or twice within the Howard world. Well, well, good, because, you know, you're a lucky man. You haven't had to fucking deal with Jackie, dude. You don't want yeah, to. Yeah, Jackie's a real nut. He's a real nut hunter. He really is. He's always fucking doing some kind of slapstick bullshit. I, you know, I think one of the reasons why me and Jackie, I haven't done a lot of shit with Jackie is because I don't like the cheese dick shit, you know? No, I know. I know. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, like I, you and I, we're keeping it real. And, I mean, we've only gone cheese, I mean, actually poop dick a few times. But, like, yeah. but for the most part, we bust balls. I don't know if Jackie can bust balls like we do, necessarily. No, he can't take it, man. Yeah, like if I was fucking with Jackie, like, you know, he would be not real real happy about it. Well, but see, but that's the thing. Jackie can dish it out and can't take it, much like Howard. Howard can't take it either. You, you have to know that. Stutter and John, would you stop the, stop the fucking uh, shit? I knew. Anytime you can get a little something in on my boy there, you always fucking do, Johnny. I wanted to see if I could get you to. You're not gonna flap me, buddy. You're not. I'm drinking a Howard Kool-Aid. I'm still. I, I'm still hopelessly, romantically, Olivia Newton-John looking for Bowser and the T-Birds. Still looking right. for him, buddy. All right, listen, Bubba. I think. I think it's time we gotta go. I do too. Uh, and listen, man, John. Two things. One, when you come to Tampa, give me plenty of heads up and come on the show. Don't do the fucking Calta show now that you know the whole deal and about it. And no, three. no. And let's no, and you know what? Let's keep in touch, buddy. Seriously. Yeah. No. 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 You definitely. And I, I. I did want to ask you. So, have you ran into Calta ever since all this? No. No. I mean, there's no. No. I haven't. It's, and, it's, it goes to trial in a year. Hogan suing him and Buckwald and Tony Burton and Cox Communications and all that kind of shit and. uh it's going to be interesting to see how all this works out. Hogan's going to probably get another hundred million on it. He's suing Cox for a hundred and ten million dollars. Wow! And if you see, call it the, like let's say like you're at a grocery store and you run into him, will you kick his ass or no. will you just like? No, no. I wouldn't kick okay. his ass because one, he's a he's a big motherfucker. Two, I'm fifty three years old. Who's kicking anybody's ass nowadays? Really? I mean, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I mean, I, I could, I could probably still kick some ass, but I'm still, you know, I'm kind of fatter. I'm a little bit less in shape, but I would yeah. want, I would want to kick his ass, and I think I could kick his ass. But what the fuck's that going to prove? No, I know. I, I don't know. I because like me, I, I, I have that bad tempo. Like, like if it, if it was somebody who fucked me over the way he fucked you over, oh. I. I I, I think I would just I would lose it and then fucking start wailing cans of peas at him. You you're know, still like, mad. You're still mad. You're still mad about that fucking power of attorney poop dick you got back in '86. <laughs> which you're still mad about, hey, buddy. Hey, power of attorney. Hey, 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 from now on for the rest of my life, because sometimes in some of the legal wranglings, wranglings that I come up with, the word power of attorney comes up from time to time, and I'm totally got. Every time I hear power of attorney, I'm just gonna think about you fucking a girl in the ass in, in Sea Biscuit, New Jersey. That's all I'm gonna. Think <laughs> hey, my man. Nice to talk. Nice to meet you and 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 Rolls Royce and Frankie B and John. I had a really. I I I don't go two hours on anybody, and I had a really good time ha talking to you, my friend. We had a great time, man. I you know I I couldn't imagine it going any better. And anytime, any I hope you get to L.A. soon. 
I'll probably be in Tampa. Before that, I have some friends out there. Actually, it was Dayton. Well, Dayton, I mean, I have... I banged this chick quite a number of times. She flew out from Tampa and met me in Vegas. Oh, Tampa girls are fucking loose. They call it, they call, it's Trampa. I mean, Tampa girls are fucking loose. And they're hot. I mean, I love Tampa. Hold on, for- hold on. Come on, do keeping music for that. Come oh, on, hold on. Hey, let me tell you something here. Have you heard about the girls in Tampa? They're called fucking, they call girls Trampa. Hey, Frankie B on the fucking wheels of steel here at Coney Island. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey John, good talking to you guys, man. All right, man? I'll see you. Bye, <laughs> bye, bye, guys. Oh, God, dang, like a couple of little bitches. Huh? Was that good? Was it bad? Did you like it? Not? Oh, Blitz is probably mad as fuck. I think Blitz is ready to cut me off at a moment's notice. He's worried about his dog, Colt, leaving him some fucking tur- uh, some turds when he gets home. Poor Colt hadn't been out for 12 hours. Uh, Blitz, cut me off, kiddo. I appreciate it. Uh, good stuff. Thank you, everybody. And uh, go share this, like it, thumb it, fist it, fuck it, whatever. Let's get it out. I think it was pretty good. Uh, see you tomorrow.